Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And I'm Malka Wallach. And we are the, the king, king of, of the, the world! Because we're looking at Titanic. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Joe, how are you doing today? Oh, Jeff, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing just great, because we're not just the two of us here, as you heard in our intro. We have a special guest today, Malka Wallach. Welcome! Hello! <laughs> uh, and today's episode is a listener request from Nicole, so shout out to Nicole. Thank you. Uh, and remind reminder to you, listener, if you want a movie for us to uh, break down the casting of, email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. Don't DM me on Instagram because I handle that. And, uh, I, I, and it will get lost Jeff. to the sands of time. <laughs> uh, and Malka, we wanted you on for this episode specifically because... Uh, you 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 got some problems. You got some problems specifically in regards to me and this yeah. movie. Because you just saw it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew the gist of it. <laughs> the gist? Oh, that's only one of the most famous movies ever made that came out probably when you were in a, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a, a baby? Developmental a point in your life and you just missed it. You just happened to miss the boat. No I'm still developing, Malka. I'm still developing. Uh <laughs> Hopefully. I missed the boat. Okay, we're start. We're coming out I'm the gate. I'm sorry. Out with I, this boat I, 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 <laughs> uh, no, it is very true. I've not seen this movie until the other day, uh, and I knew, you know, I knew. Paint me like one of your French girls. I all like. I just remember all of the girls loving this movie, and a large percentage of the guys just talking about Kate Winslet's breast. Like yeah. that was. To th- they were sh- it's a PG-13 movie how you don't see that very often in a PG-13 movie and this was it was it it div- uh bridged the divide between the guys and girls <laughs> in my class that that was for the guys though that really seemed to be mainly the draw and it wasn't enough to draw for me at that time I was like I'm good I feel like that's both like a positive like good for you for not watching a movie just to see Kate Winslet yeah like good for you uh, but also... Oh, no, that's why I was renting Iris and Little Children <laughs> oh, and, and every other Kate else Winslet, Winslet, Winslet has ever done. I was like, I'll get my Kate Winslet breasts in more highbrow fare. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> Titanic is not highbrow, but it's not not highbrow. No, it's true. It won all the Oscars. It was like the high, the most Oscars a movie won at the yeah, time. Yeah, until I if anything, Lord of the Rings. Until Return of the King. Time. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, good on uh, Bernard Hill being in both, in both movies with like the most amount yeah, of Oscars won. I don't think I told you this, Malka, but uh, listener, a couple months ago, Malka and I went to like one of those fancy theaters where they bring you food to your table to see... Lord of the Rings Return of the King screened. Um, it was glorious. It was so good. I didn't expect to cry the whole time. And I don't the know whole why time. I didn't expect that because I've seen it many times before. But I didn't realize till we were like, you know, talking about, you know, all, all the great character actors in that movie that um, 
that in fact I had not just seen him play the king of Rohan, but he was the captain. I was like, <gasps> like as soon as you said like the the line like I believe you will get your headlines, Mister Ismay. I was like, <gasps> of course, because I haven't seen this movie. I mean, we're kind of skipping around here, but I hadn't seen this movie in so long. Like I certainly had not seen it post Lord of the Rings, so I oh, wow. like mm. did not have that face in my head in the same way. Sure. But I was like, oh god. It's really easy to remember. They're both leaders who die. Do you think that's how he got the job for uh, Lord of the Rings? They were like, this guy's great at being a leader who dies. I do. They're like, he's so good at it. And he just can stand there and he says nothing. But we read it in his eyes. Well, you know, there's also that deleted scene in Titanic where they would have steered away from the iceberg, but old Brad Dorff's worm tongue is in his ear (laughs) just saying, no, straight ahead. And, uh, you know, and that... That's the. Uh, yeah. There's a version um, of this with Sean like, Bean as as Lovejoy. Ooh, Gandalf, you know. Ooh, Not yeah. to skip ahead or anything, but I did attempt to do just on this topic a uh, a fantasy casting where I took the cast of Lord of the Rings. That's the most Malkalog thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and of course, the only overlap was Bernard Hill as Theoden <laughs> and Captain Ismay. Excellent. Um, Excellent. We'll talk about that more later. Great. Yes. I am excited to get to that. Uh, so Titanic came out on December. 19th 1997 this is its 25th anniversary year congratulations i hope it gets re-released so i can see it in theaters again (laughs) just saying (laughs) happy birthday titanic movie uh and it was written and directed by james cameron of course uh so we've already been talking about this but so amy joe and malka what are what's your experience with titanic did you both see it in you you were saying you'd seen it in theaters like what what was that first time like break that down for us and and how many times in some right so i'm a little older than these two so I was, again, prime demographic. I was 14. So I saw this movie in theaters four times. <laughs> Which, again, when you're 14, might I remind you, you can't drive. Uh, someone's taking you there. One time was for a birthday party, and I think that was the last time. And by that point, I was like, okay, I'm ready. to. This is a long time to sit here. But the first three times I remember crying so much, so much. And also, like... I loved, I loved floppy haired young scamp Leo DiCaprio. Who doesn't? I had this photo from, I think it was like People Magazine or one of those, where it was like a full page of him and his hair was in his face. And it was mainly just his face, like not like a headshot, like a so up close of just the face. It was his headshot. Oh, it was. So good. And I was just like, why is he so pretty? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so four times, four times Aww. for me, dog. Four times. Malka, what about yourself? So I probably saw it, because I didn't see it when it was first released. I saw it later on in its release. So I was pro- I was probably eight. Uh, and I only saw it once in theaters. Um, and it was like the first PG-13 film that my parents let me see in theaters. It was like a pretty epic yeah, moment right. for me. Um, I always talk about this when I talk about Titanic, is that it's the same week that I saw the 1968 Franco Zeffirelli Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> and it like was like, that was the week that I was like, okay, how do I do that for my living? And also breasts and butt. Yeah, cool. sure. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, you told me, but tell tell Jeff and the listeners about when your mother chose to cover your Oh, eyes. yes. This is a great story. So... <laughs> I'm eight, so who knows what an eight-year-old knows about sex. I could not tell you what I knew about sex at eight anymore. Uh, Other than post this movie, maybe my perception changed, but that's maybe not appropriate for this podcast. Who's to say? (laughs) If Um, you ever have sex, a ship is going to sink. That's right. Don't have sex, kids. Um, (laughs) Shame. 
No. So I remember coming back from, from the movie theater and there's this scene towards the end when the ship is sinking where there's this like ethereal white linen dress like woman floating dead yeah and i so viscerally remember the moment like of my mom covering my eyes in that moment she just goes boop like so swiftly because it was a dead body because it was a dead body and i got home and again i'm like eight Mm -hmm. maybe seven but probably eight and i just go Mom, why did you cover my eyes for the dead body, but not the sex scene? (laughs) And my mom just goes, super, super red. And she just goes, I didn't think you'd notice. (laughs) I think you'd notice. I was like, well, the sex scene is just a hand on a window. That's nothing. The drawing scene. I now, as like an adult, I know that that's not really a sex scene, but at eight, right? At eight, sure. All the dudes talking about, you know, Kate Winslet's breasts, like, I was like, that's what sex is. Right. Dr- some have, guy drawing you. Yeah, somebody drawing you, and then you're in a car, and there's, like, cloth across your, your breasts, <laughs> obviously. And that that is what sex is. So. I have a question. So she covered your eyes for this very ethereal, beautiful shot of this one, like. Dead body. Well, dead body. Uh, what about the hundreds of dead bodies <laughs> that that ship is, like, going to chunk to chunk no. over their heads? Did uh, did that get a hand over the eyes? It or was that, like, ah, eh, it's just heads. I think it was because it was, body. like lingering on it Mm -hmm. you know like so she had time to register what what it was and time to register that she didn't want me to see by the time jack's disappearing she's like it's a lost cause i mean we already know he's dead we need him to die for the catharsis in the story um yeah i cannot explain this at all like you know because i grew up in and amy joe knows that i grew up in a in a religious household and but my parents were always very open about like the movies that I saw. Mm-hmm. So I was watching, like, this was my first PG-13 movie in theaters, but I was watching R-rated movies with my parents, you know, like, within the next year or something. Wow. So, like, it was, like, a very awkward sort of, like, we don't talk about certain things, but also art. Experience it on uh-huh. the screen. Uh-huh. So. We won't tell you about this. The movies will, will tell, tell you about, about this. this. This is how you learn things. And it will make you very confused. <laughs> Forever. Uh, and ever. And ever. <laughs> Ever. Uh, <laughs> lovely. And as we've said, I have not seen this until this viewing. It was um, fun to watch it with you, Jeff, because you knew so much of what was going to happen. Oh, but like, so much is like such in the pop culture lexicon. And some of it that has been like parodied and spoofed yeah. that I've been like, oh, okay, this specific moment, that's what whatever movie or TV show was referencing. But there was like one moment, we, we paused it to watch half one day and half another day. And so like when we came back, to it it was right at, it was right before like i'm flying jack um we like right at the start of that scene and like as soon as it starts you're like oh i didn't realize we paused right before this iconic scene i was like why do you think i was like let's stop and kick it off with a bang on the next <laughs> although i always just hearing people say draw me like one of your french girls in the way people that i know have said it I was picturing some very breathy, just like like I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Yeah. She is just com- she is like so throwing down a gauntlet, assertive. like she's ha- challenging him to a duel. Draw me like one of your French, French girls script. is like ah whew, yes uh, sketch pad pencil come over on the bed the couch I mean I mean it's one of the reasons I love this movie so yeah. much is that like intentional or not and I you know I can't be in the brain of James Cameron. And do I, you want to be? No. no, absolutely not. Um, but like this movie is like shockingly feminist and it's shockingly feminist for the genre that it is yeah like in particular like both 
like if we think of it as like a dual genre film of like the first hour and a half is a romance and the second hour and a half is an action thriller both don't usually have strong female right she's the one rescuing him she's Yeah, yeah she is like fucking on top of it and like at the end of the movie and i don't know if this is the right time to talk about this but like she has lived a full and complete yeah and happy life and so the message of the story isn't like you lost your one great love go yeah. cry in the corner it's oh that was great but you had jobs and you had families and you're gonna throw that fucking symbol of the patriarchy into the water and not let Bill Paxton have it? Because why should he have it? Because he's a dude. Right? Although, it did seem strange to me that even after, like, she knows Cal has died, she doesn't sell the thing and well, live I off think, the proceeds. I think, like, in my mind and in my overthinking mind, <laughs> mind you, like, it is a symbol of, like, how she has been controlled for so long by men. Sure. And mm-hmm. so... It's like a talisman, yeah. To sell it would be to sell. It's like dirty money. Yeah, it's dirty money. That's exactly how it is. Although, with no name and no prospects and no money, how'd she do so well? Well, she she looked like a 20-year-old Kate Kate Winslet. Okay, I rescind the question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she went into she went into she went into Hollywood, and she they said, like "Hey, hey, yeah. you're a real looker." There you go. Uh, look there at you that go. red hair that nobody else see on the screen, but we'll know it. Yeah, uh, we've we've already been spoiling things, but spoilers ahead if you haven't seen Titanic or haven't seen it in a while. It sinks. Yeah, here's a briefish synopsis. <laughs> it does sink as whoever it was, Amy. Oh yeah, I think I've told the story in the pod before, but it's uh, the most appropriate for this episode. Okay, again, I was 14, so I was seeing the movie with other 14 year olds, and this one friend of mine. Darling, dear, in all the like smart person classes, but not smart in a practical day to day kind of way. And we're in line for our tickets. And the guy like behind us is talking to whoever he's there with. He's like, I'm so interested to see how they managed to sink the ship. And she turns around <laughs> in high indignation and goes, thanks for spoiling the movie. And like, dead serious. And we we're all like, Christy. Do, do you not know what happened to the Titanic? She's like, what do you mean? We're like, okay, all right, well, enjoy. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and as we said, like, even if you haven't seen the movie, like me, uh, you're aware of what's going on. We meet Rose, who has to get married to Billy Zane's Cal because to help save their family's uh, standing dwindling in, in first class. And yeah, they're dwindling fortunes. Do you uh, want to see me as a seamstress? <laughs> And uh, they're all on this Titanic. We get me meet Jack, who wins his ticket in a poker game. And uh, Rose is not having it. Rose is going to jump off the ship, and Jack stops her. Rose is not happening. (laughs) What a way to phrase that situation. (laughs) Well, you know, they cut to her just... I know that they have the narration. We also have this framing device that now old Rose is leading leading this deep-sea diving expedition team on a merry chase as they're trying to get this jewel. And she goes... Take me out to the Titanic so I could see it one more time, and I'll help you find this necklace. (laughs) (laughs) I won't. I don't care. I'm gonna die soon. But yeah, they become Jack and Rose become friends, and then clearly they are falling for each other. Uh, They were never friends. They are never (laughs) friends. Uh, And uh, yeah, the ship sinks. (laughs) They have a little love affair for like one night, and the ship sinks. Jack is don't let go to the pro to the you know the promise that you're gonna live a life. Not to me. Because clearly you're going to let go of me because now I'm dying. Bye. Uh, And then she lives that big full life. She throws the necklace off the ship. She's had it the whole time because she's the worst. This old Rose. uh, She's the best. 
Then she dies. And then we meet uh, her heaven, I assume, is all the people who died of the Titanic who have been waiting to watch her you make said, out with Jack What you said, Jeff, when we were watching, like, this is heaven for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting 83 years to watch those hot teens make out again. But the thing is, I would get it if she were supposed to be the last surviving, like, the last survivor of the sinking, but she, like, was it's not. A ghost wedding. They're yeah. getting married. Yeah. She also had a This is them getting spouse. married. She had a wedding dress. Oh, at the she was wearing white. white. She's white. Oh, she's one hundred percent white. Could be a ghost. Okay. Oh, it could be ghost wedding. Oh, is it, it a ghost or is it a ghost wedding? Nice day for a ghost, ghost wedding. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> when I was little, it devastated me to think that she had died. I was like, no, it's just a dream. It's just a. She's just. Dreaming she can't of die. Him. She's only a hundred and one. I was like, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> As though there was going to be like a sequel or something. <laughs> I remembered another steamy <laughs> tale from that 12 hours. Tell me about when you finally went to Santa Monica Pier. Let me tell you the second most erotic moment of my life. Or the actual first er- most erotic moment of your life, because that was only the most erotic moment of her life up until that point. Oh, that's ah. true. That's true. Totally hairless Leonardo DiCaprio, except for his armpits. It's very weird. <laughs> well, and that's I watched this movie a lot. That's audience. what I was saying. Like when we were watching it, it's like it's just so funny to see him as such a, a little baby when like he's like such a man now. Yeah. What I call I him, mean, like a grizzled beast. The grizzled. You called him a grizzled beast, uh, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio today. It's not I mean, it's inaccurate. That, it's that year after Shakespeare's RNJ, which is the one that I have seen many a time, and it is like what a one-two punch of like. Yeah. You're decimating all of all of the girls coming of age at that time, and many a guy is seeing like this one-two punch of these like romantic dramas, and you're like, who could touch him? It's very hard for me in terms of casting for him specifically, because it did feel like he was king of the world for those few years. Yeah. No, according to James Cameron, winning an Oscar was himself. Oh, good point. It was James Cameron all along. Oh. <laughs> 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 Do you think that because uh, because he says he's king of the world, that's why Leo's next movie was uh, Man in the Iron Mask? He was like, oh, shut up. I'll be a real king. Never make fun friends. of me for this line. But I'll, be I'll, be two, I'll be two kings. I'll be two kings. For <laughs> I'll be the opposite of a sweet little dolphin boy, and I'll be a hairy, hairy man in a hairy, hairy mask. That's all I remember is them taking the mask off and just and he's just got that uh, You know, I mean, honestly, if he was a, a dolphin boy, that would have really helped his troubles in this <laughs> film. <laughs> he could have just gone away. You've been fine. There are... No uh, dolphins away. in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, well, dang! He didn't, I he would have about died the anyway. No, well, from the, that shot where they're like, "Look, oh, the dolphins yeah. off the dolphins. coast of Ireland." No, there, no, there, no, 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 no. There are there dolphins off the coast? You can go to. Um, are there? What's that town we went to on our honeymoon? The the Dingle Peninsula. Dingle? The Dingle and Peninsula. so we went to Dingle, Dingle, and there's like a little. Yeah, there's a little. There's a little dolphin oh. there that's like known. Wow, it has a name. Mm. But uh, this You're movie in my entire life. Well, this movie is apparently incredibly technically accurate. The one yes. of the oh, things yeah. that James Cameron redid for it, well, maybe it was re-released for the 20 year anniversary. Was it the, was, was the constellation. Was the constellations. Cause yeah. old having a butt his nose in everywhere. Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the constellations <gasps> wouldn't have looked exactly like that at that time. James Cameron was like, we're fixing it in post. Before post, they, post, And post. before they fixed it to look like it would have looked like, they like rearranged them to look like the heart of the ocean. Anyway. <laughs> I, 
It's fine. I'm, I have a life, guys. <laughs> I swear. But you put in a lot of time on this on the front end, uh, you know. And in, like, my formative years, which yeah. is the word I was looking for earlier when I was Absolutely. talking to you. Yeah. Like, so much of my life can be traced back to this movie in a way that it is absolutely embarrassing. And also, I have no shame about it. Yeah. No, I think mine might be Clue. You know, like, You know, there's... that makes... All the sense. I think so. Yeah. I definitely watched it too young, like where I still thought it was scary. But like, I'm like, oh yeah, I trace back all of everything I think about comedy, probably started <laughs> with Clue. Um, but I do feel like Titanic. Yeah, I was definitely like young enough to be like swept away by eh. it, but not uh, not sucked in. Okay. <laughs> on on that note, let's get into it, folks. I'm here all episode. Uh, the casting director of Titanic was Molly Finn. Finn has also cast such films as Ellie Confidential, Terminator 2: Judgment Day, The Green Mile, and previous episodes The Matrix and Super Mario Brothers. Wow, crush. And because I gotta mention it, because of our this is our pod, the short-lived TV series. What about Joan starring Joan Cusack? (laughs) Joan. Joan, 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 Joan. But let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy, Joe, and Malka are hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. So let's get it off with you, Malka. We're talking about Jack. So your thoughts on DiCaprio and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? And that can be cast in terms of 1997, cast if it was made today, cast if it was the 1930s, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, there it is. I didn't even mean to. When <laughs> I, number, I stumbled into four it. Number four, listeners, number four. <laughs> the track. Um, Drink. <laughs> for Jack, um, so I did a couple of things. Uh, I thought of contemporary casting and then I thought of like I was like oh I'm gonna like recast like a 90s sitcom uh huh it did not work at all <laughs> so instead I did T- Titanic as a 90s sitcom yes it did not work okay. I, I tried really hard with that 70s show and the closest I got was like uh Jackie is Rose and Donna is Jack <laughs> so, so you were trying to pick a 90s sitcom and do a one-to-one yes it did not it plunking did not them into the movie it did not work I love this as an idea though <laughs> um I did some again like Lord of the Ringy overlap because yes, you know yes. you got Bernard Hill and weirdly, uh, it's only a few years later. It's Although only a few I was years so later. much older, as were we all, by the time it came out, because when you're that young, mm-hmm. four or five years it's is everything. a world of a difference. Lifetime. Yeah. It's high, literally the years of high school, which yeah. feels like the entirety of your being yes. at that age. Yeah. Yeah. So for Jack, uh, I, I think Sam from Lord of the Rings is the Jack. So, okay, wait. But are we talking character Sam. or are we talking Sean Astin? No, we're talking no. character. We're talking, all right, okay, so character. you're casting Sam Wise Gamgee as Jack. Yes, I'm, I'm I'm holding by it, but uh, in okay. terms of contemporary. So not Sean Astin, is, specifically Sam Wise Gamgee. Right, yes, that okay, is all right, Rose all right. I just want to clarify that this is Sean Astin playing Jack or it's a Hobbit. No, it's Sam Wise Gamgee. It's both. It's both. It is him as a, Okay. All right. Um, but also Johnny <laughs> Flynn is my contemporary oh, okay. casting as Jack, which is less sure. obscene. Johnny <laughs> Flynn of the recent uh, Emma remake with Anya yeah, Taylor Joy. Yeah, Beast. Uh, I don't know if I seen Beast, Beast, but I, Jesse High Buckley. Rack. Huh? Yeah. Just Jesse Buckley. Ooh. Love Jesse Buckley. Excellent. Okay. I dig that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of that. Uh, Amy Jo, how about yourself? I also found this very difficult. Um, it's funny because I think contemporary Leo is 
like he's an excellent actor and works his guts out. But I do feel like it is easier to think of other older actors. And I don't mean older. I mean, but other actors of his own generation that could play the roles he played in like uh, the departed or like anything, you know, but like this young Leo thing to be that young and like, guess not just such a pro, but like the charisma, like he's bleeding charisma. It's incredible. So I found this difficult. I thought if it were being made like literally in production today, the one person I could think of, because I will admit, I don't know a lot of the kids because I don't watch Riverdale or, (laughs) you know, the the things, the kids, the kids. But going back to my old standby, old American Vandal, Griffin Gluck is this actor who's in both seasons. He plays one of the two filmmaker kid characters. Mm -hmm. And he's got the same kind of like floppy hair. He plays kind (laughs) of like the one who's always like a little flirty with the the female characters. And um, yeah, what have I written? Floppy hair and charm. He's also been working since he was three years old. So if you look up his credits, he's been in a ton. I know him from American Battle, but he's been in a ton of other stuff. kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio. That's exactly right. Yeah. started off on... um, Not Growing Pains. Uh, 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 Yeah. Yeah, Growing Pains. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's like some footage of, of Leonardo DiCaprio on the YouTube from his Growing Pains days. Oh, yeah. No, I've I, seen the photos at the time. I read yeah. that apparently he was so popular on Growing Pains that at the time there was a brief period where he was the third most like largest receiver of fan mail. Wow. From Growing Pains. Wow. No wonder wow, they were wow, shoving this kid yes. in movies. They're like, yeah, we need more it's of that. be a star. The only other thought I had, and this is again more, even just a few years ago, and this is not, this is like such a specific choice that is not actually going to mean a lot to a lot of people, but I think this this guy's an absolute star. His name is Michael Maliakil, and he um, is playing Aladdin right now on Broadway. And he's the first Manasa actor to actually play it. And he's so charming, like so unbelievably charming. And like, because I went to see it because a friend of mine was on for the genie um, like, like a month ago or something. And he is... Uh, he's he's so fantastic and i i was like yeah that's what you need if you want someone who's just like the enthusiasm and the charm and the just like someone who's just like i'm just excited to be invited you know like yeah. um so uh yeah you can find him on youtube but um i, I, I had a hard time had a hard yeah. time it's hard yeah yeah i love it though some good picks uh he'd be because DiCaprio was i think like 21 at the time 20 21 22 uh, so he'd be 25 at the time, but the other person I could see, I could see a Ewan McGregor, that baby Ewan McGregor. He's that's given a good similar, ooh, he's given a similar so like romantic yearning lead in Especially Moulin when he Rouge. Was that but again, yeah. like a Moulin Rouge. He's got, yeah, he yeah, can yeah, have yeah. the, he can have that floppy hair. Oh, yeah. um, I had that floppy hair. I like, if this is made a decade later, hair. if this is a 2007 Titanic, I could see a young Chris Pine I would be into, or a young Riz Ahmed. I'd be Ugh. very I mean, interested in. in yes, I like truly. the idea of Riz Ahmed just like winning his ticket in a poker game and it's just being like young scrappy Riz Ahmed and I'm really into that yeah so even though the film brought them both great fame both Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet are now embarrassed by their performances in this film with DiCaprio calling himself a young punk uh, he did not want to do the movie. Why is that a bad thing, though? Well, this is true. But in terms of he like... He grew up into be a middle-aged punk. Oh, this, is, this is very true. This is very true. Uh, so he did not want to do the movie because he was like... The stuff he was doing at the time was Basketball Diaries yeah. and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Like he wanted... He was very attracted to roles that had... Like either they're it's like hitting drugs, Johnny Depp just, doing all their like totally. indie darling stuff. He was like, "There's nothing to grasp here. There's no darkness." He just, he well, he was very attracted to roles that were darkness, and this is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so James Cameron said, 
He read it once, then started goofing around, and I could never get him to focus on it again. But for one split second, a shaft of light came down from the heavens and lit up the forest. And he so strongly believed in DiCaprio's acting ability and told him, look, I'm not going to make this guy brooding and neurotic. I'm not going to give him a tick and a limp and all the things you want. Because he envisioned the character as a James Stewart type. Which is not to me what it is. He's no. not a Jimmy but Stewart. Very young Jimmy Stewart, though. It, I Makes get it. With him, he means the optimism. Sure, sure, sure. The idealism, yeah, as well. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I feel like so much of why this movie works. It works for so many reasons. It's technical. It's an incredible technical achievement. But yeah. is that chemistry between Kate oh, Winslet yeah. and Leonardo DiCaprio like they really knocked it out of the they park? They are making a lot work that should not some of that dialogue you're like yeah james cameron amazing director as a writer he's an amazing director (laughs) (laughs) uh Uh, dialogue wise specifically is a uh, it's uh, not the best there's some clunkers there are obviously some iconic lines but again i think only because we allow (laughs) we allow them because we're in the context of their relationship and of the two of them acting and elevating the dialogue. And it's also amazing how much of those iconic lines were actually improv by DiCaprio and Winslet. And Winslet, yeah. Who just knew their characters so intimately. Mm -hmm. Like that entire, not to digress too much, but like that entire, like the entire like thanking Leonardo DiCaprio's character, oh my God, wow. Thanking Jack for saving her life scene was improvised between the two of them. Like it was not scripted. Mm. And so like, I don't know if that includes lines like, all the while I'm standing in the middle of a crowded, I feel like I'm standing in the middle of a crowded room screaming yeah. at the top of my lungs and nobody seems to look up. Like, mm-hmm. which for me is like devastating. And like, this is where we first met as it's going down. And that I the saw back, that she, that is, that, that is improv. Yeah. What? I didn't know like, that. Yeah. This yeah. But that's, that's such like, a, that moment where she's like smiling and saying like, this is where we first met literally yeah. as the boat. Yeah. Like that for me, that's, that is a sign of like to give Cameron credit, like great world building. Yeah. But that is also the sign of an actor who is so engrossed in what they're doing, who is so connected yeah. to the moment. Yeah. And I did read that DiCaprio improvised the line when he is handcuffed and Kate Winslet has to go find help or get an axe. <laughs> and he's like, I'll be right back. And he just goes, I'll be right <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And all of their, like, lines in the water when they first enter the water for the first time are, or not lines, but, like, expressions are, like, yeah. like when Kate Winslet goes into the water, she takes this, like, big in-breath. That's mm-hmm. just her reacting to the cold. And I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think all of Leonardo DiCaprio is like, shit, shit, that's cold. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all improvised <laughs> as they're, like, I, facing this water. I did also read that originally the water was very warm for comfort and Kate Winslet said that it was hard for her acting and it requested it to be colder so really? I, I think also DiCaprio know that she was, was really not allowed not to wear a, on board she with was that. a wetsuit she was like one of a few actors who were apparently not this allowed is to wear true. a wetsuit yeah. and she almost got hypothermia and yeah. I was like Wait, the so number that's... of times Kate Winslet has almost gotten hypothermia on a shoot like <laughs> sense and sensibility she like sprains or breaks her ankle she like also gets like sick because it's just like they're out there in the rain girl is for the she also was super young in both of those so it's like she didn't know maybe i should be like give me at least wetsuit bottoms you jerk you know (laughs) so the two of them dicaprio and winslet first met at the Cannes film festival in 1996 and winslet knew that dicaprio had auditioned but was hesitant to take the role so she found his hotel room and went to talk to him about doing the film and she she said in an interview i was thinking i'm gonna persuade him to do this because i'm not doing this without him 
and thankfully that she really like helped win him over and get him on board. Uh, and I did enjoy this. So I will share this, that Kate Winslet had a few simple rules for Leonardo DiCaprio concerning their kissing scenes. No coffee, no onions, no garlic, <laughs> and no smoking prior to shooting. DiCaprio agreed, but would then proceed to do exactly all those things on purpose. So Winslet <laughs> affectionately nicknamed him Stinky Leo on set. <laughs> I love that so much. Stinky Leo. Uh, so let's get into those other actors who were actually considered right off the bat the studio wanted matthew mcconaughey oh no. <laughs> uh, if no. you happen to be listening matthew mcconaughey it's not because i don't think you're talented it's because just no no thanks just no know. thanks no thanks <laughs> yeah i mean i get it i get it this is 1997 so this is the uh, contact and amistad this same year so he was doing fine he it had a nice fine. big yeah, year okay. his star was rising i mean i i get it i, I get don't it. want it i don't it. like I don't it want but it. i get it i mean i get it from like a money making hot guy perspective sure. yeah. but from a like likeability like jimmy stewart I mean, I certainly, I buy him of like having a sketchbook of like, oh yeah, look at all the girls that I was sketching all naked. Look at all these girls. When I went to Paris. Uh, Christian Bale auditioned, but Cameron did not want two British actors playing the lead. And I think that's wise. I suppose. I mean, they both can do American accents. True, but you know, it. I, I and they're both really good at them on like a lot of actors. There were still places where I was hearing her accent come through. It's just, it. it's, yeah, it's not... Fair. It's it's not egregious, and it's only also because like that's literally my job that I was like, oh, listen to the shading on that vowel, you know. But she wasn't doing like <laughs> anything like super obviously incorrect. But like you do, it is helpful if the person you're talking to and opposite most of the time helps root you in the oh, other 100%, spot. Sure, hundred percent, totally. Uh, Billy Crudup supposedly turned down the audition because he did not want to accept the superstardom that would come with such a high profile project. <laughs> Sorry. I have a lot of thoughts about that that I will keep to myself. <laughs> mm-hmm, but he would have been good. He probably would have been. He would have been really good. Yeah, he's I mean, always I just, very good in everything I've seen. I'm right? like just think in my brain. I'm just thinking of like all the overlap casting of like Leonardo DiCaprio with Caitlin, not Caitlin, but with um Claire Danes, Claire Danes. in oh, Romeo yeah. and Juliet, and oh. then Billy Crystal later with Claire Billy Danes. Crudup Billy Crudup. In, oh my god! What's that stage beauty? To yeah. those listening, I'm really tired. Um, <laughs> my brain is pudding. Yeah, it, for for those who are unfamiliar, there was very, which I think most people will know, but there was very famously like he, Billy Crudup and Mary Louise Parker were together and were like quite famously like a, a theater darling couple. And then he goes and does this movie with Claire Danes, has an affair with her, and breaks up his marriage to Mary Louise Parker, which who I, I wasn't there, you know, but it didn't go over well. But in the I community. was. So here's the inside <laughs> scoop. I was. Not. I was oh, not. I had there. a hopper in here. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go back to Billy Crystal now. <laughs> <laughs> Just picturing uh, Billy. Oh, oh, oh wait, why do you, you want to jump over that railing? Get over over here. Get over here. Come on, let me try to make her laugh to not kill herself. Do you want to partake in my pecan pie? I was about to say the exact same line. Jack, this is where I first partook in your pecan pie. Pecan pie. Paprikash. Paprikash. Just sing Surrey with a fringe on top to her instead of that, like, the song. Surrey with a fringe on top. I'm flying. I'm flying, Billy. 
Tom Cruise was interested, but his asking price was too high. Thank Get out of here. Get out of here. He's just too old at this point. He's in his early 30s. This is the year after Jerry Maguire and Mission Impossible. No, he's a man. Right. And it, which is like, you that's it can be a story about that. It yes, but then she be shouldn't be 17. twelve, you know. No. Nineteen. No. Okay. Yes. But 17? by comparison, she would Oh look. yeah, no, it would have been yeah. horrible. I think the character is supposed to be seventeen, if I'm not mistaken. Oh well Kate Winslet was nineteen. Oh well yes, of course, of course, as an actor, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But as a character, it's like they specify she's seventeen. I don't know if they specify his age, but it's a character and young. he looks like he's twelve. Opposed to Tom <laughs> Cruise, who looked like he was as he was, thirty-three. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. No. Hard but pass temperamentally i get it if it was, if it was an 1987 titanic yeah and it's I mean, also, it's I mean then it would be then it's tom like cruise and nicole and kidman yeah, yeah exactly but i feel like it would just like the whole energy of the piece would be so different with oh, tom for sure. cruise which is like again i don't necessarily think it would be bad i just don't think it would be like the titanic that we all know oh, sure. love. right because you know what tom cruise I, I really like man even anything post outsiders like it's just there's a danger to him that's exactly that is it. not there with young leo that i think yeah. he has cultivated in later years because he's like i am not that dude anymore you know but yeah. like there's just such an openness to him in this mm. and in rnj even when he's like carrying around a gun yeah, that you're just like see so yeah, so open heart whereas like with tom cruise i'm like when are you gonna fly off the handle and hit somebody yeah, i'm a little bit head? scared yeah. And like, okay, that's sure. the opposite of what you want in your Jack, because like you literally have Cal hitting Rose right. later on. Yeah. You need the exact opposite of that Billy, that, that Billy Zane energy. Yeah. Yeah. You want a very soft, soft counter. He's a sweet little boy. That Just a sweet little boy. Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. Uh, Jeremy Sisto. Yes. Now that I knew, fame. because you, you told me this. I yes. told you. Did I send, I sent Amy Jo, I don't know if they sent you. The screen test. The screen, I you have can seen, watch Jeremy Sisto. Yes, you can see test. that he, he screen tested I, with Winslet. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, I think it's a good audition. I don't think he's right for the part, but I watch it and I'm not like. I think Jeremy Sisto is a very good actor, but he doesn't have that level of magnetism. No, and he also has not danger in the same way like that we're talking about Tom Cruise, but he also has, and maybe it's just because I'm so thinking about him as waitress and clueless. Yeah, he has a little bit more like this is so not right, but like pelvis energy. Sure, he's he's more to to me like a very different version of a cow. Yes, yes. Like, that's just, it's not that Cal. It's mm. not, he wouldn't be appropriate for Cal, but it's, yeah. if you're going to transplant it to another time, yes, 100%. He's, that's what energy he's yes. always bringing. I see that. Agreed. I see that. Wow, that's a lot of percentage points. Uh, it is. Speaking of Jeremy Sisto, of his clueless co-stars, Paul Rudd yes. auditioned. Uh, and his, his father, Paul Rudd's father, is an avid historian of the Titanic. Wow. So... When he auditioned, he mainly kept reeling off factual technical <laughs> stats, to which the casting team remained unimpressed. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why I would not get cast as Rome if I were Rose if I were to audition today. That's fine. It's cool, 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 cool. Uh, supposedly, though, he convinced. I don't know if you know this, and I don't want to step on no, your toes. No, no, please, please. But like, apparently, because they were auditioning for it while they were filming Romeo R&J. and Juliet, and he convinced. Like, supposedly is responsible for convincing DiCaprio to accept the part. Wow. You know, Titanic, there's lots of great facts about that. Yeah. You should go do it. Yeah. (laughs) I just love that, you know, R&J, he loses the girl to DiCaprio, and then Titanic, he loses the role to DiCaprio. (laughs) Paul Rudd is doing 
fine. Oh, he's doing fine. I love and he Paul looks Rudd. the same as he did when he, he did R and J. So I think you know, yeah. limitless possibilities for yeah. him yeah. as he moves forward um, in his career in life. But it's hard for me to picture him as a Jack. I love that Paul Rudd. I don't I mind it, but he is just a little goofy. He's, he's a energetic. Goofy guy. Guy. He's a very goofy guy. He's a very goofy guy. Um, but I don't hate it. But I don't. I prefer it to McConaughey. Same. Oh, Hard sure, same. Sure. I actually prefer him over any of the other considerations. Great. I think so. Yeah. 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 Maybe Billy Crudup. But Maybe Billy Crudup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, too old in 1997, but Brad Pitt was considered. Of course he was. Course he was. Yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> he's great. Right, it's great, but it's too old. No, too old. 1997. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke was considered. Uh, I did think it. He crossed my mind. My fucking heart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was watching just because I was on IMDb trying to look up like age ranges of different actors mm-hmm. and everything. And they, you know, how IMDb has like the, the videos they play. And there was some interview with Ethan Hawke about like putting glass in his shoes to play this cult leader thing on the. Oh, in uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah. Which I ha- I saw you I watching, but I didn't watch. But, but it's I, literally the first moment of the episode is but there was, him just crushing glass. The only reason I want to watch it is because it's Ethan Hawke. Not yeah. because of Oscar Isaac. That's the second reason. I, I was going to say it better be some reason because that's the main reason I'm watching it. I love yeah. Oscar Isaac. But that's Oscar Isaac like, was on my short list of potential. He's great. Oh, he's uh, sure. Jacks. I did think I, of him too, but. I was, because I, I have a whole like Star Wars recasting. Oh, I, I, got, I went a little crazy. Every franchise. Because <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to just like be like who would play it today. Sure, but yeah, I then sure. also. Carrie Fisher is Molly Brown. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Come on. It was between her and Chewbacca, so, you know. Oh, sure, sure. The unsinkable Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Uh, um, that is probably how the other first class passengers thought of Molly Brown. I mean. You think Chewbacca's making it to first class? Chewbacca's going in the bin like the th- with the third class passengers. No, Chewbacca's like Chewbacca's in doing an Irish coal. jig. And, oh, yeah. he's shoveling coal. He's shoveling yeah. coal. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, but yeah, Ethan Hawke. I'm digging Ethan. Yeah, Hawk. yeah. I, I can see it. So Dead Poet Society era. I mean, it's, and this yeah. is this is Gattaca. This is the same year as Gattaca. You say that so like wow, I've wow, seen wow. Gattaca. I guess you haven't seen Gattaca. I've not. I haven't seen Gattaca. No. It, it, all I can think of is it reminds me of the name Galaga, which was a video game my dad would play. <laughs> this is very close. And so to whenever Galaga. I hear Gattaca, no, I think no is that Galaga? <laughs> Apparently it's not. Not. Um, but you have heard of our next actor up for the role of Jack, which is Chris O'Donnell was considered. This is the same year. Same year. Because he didn't like a Titanic. It freed him up to do, you guessed it, a Batman. And a Robin. <laughs> the way my face contracted, my brow furrowed, and my eyebrow raised quizzically. I wish I this was a I visual medium. To... I was so confused. <laughs> it really was a real... But yeah, you know, he was in that scent of a woman. They're like, oh, he can't have the floppy hair. He's hot, young Chris O'Donnell. That Batman Forever made money. That was 95 or two years removed. But um, no, he's been on that NCIS for... Good for like him. 15 years. He's got like over, two, him and LL Cool J, like 200 All I can episodes. think of when I think of him is the leaked audition for Mamma Mia. No, that's Chris <laughs> Klein of the oh. American Pie movies. Wow. Well, I a, have a similar a amount of knowledge and care. <laughs> a different bland Chris. A different handsome hunk of a Chris who is fine uh-huh, to, get uh-huh. to keep him on TV. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no. I also say he wasn't up for it, but I'll say no to Chris Klein as Jack too. I, think that's I don't a want solid that either. No, any any actor from American Pie, I don't want in this movie. Except Eugene Except, Levy. Ooh, sure. I was gonna say I could do with Jennifer Coolidge as Molly Brown. I'd take oh. that. Oh, yeah. Specifically now, if it was me today, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, in, not like in the not, White Lotus in yes, Titanic yes, as Molly yes, Brown. Yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I'm here for it. It's she, a slightly different movie, but I'm here for that mm-hmm, that version. Mm-hmm. Very much so. We gotta go get him. <laughs> I don't understand you people. I don't understand one of you people. We gotta turn back. Um, I just, like, I just went straight to Carol her, Channing. Like... Um, <laughs> also, Carol Channing as Molly Brown. Oh, Carol Channing as Molly Brown, and now we're talking. She, um, she, could, she could I think my, sung it. my my son is the same size as you. We'll fit you into that. Tux, cute, sweet. And she's notably quite small. Carol Jane would have been so wee. Uh, oh, raspberries. The ship's going down. <laughs> um, not raspberries. Johnny Depp, in an interview with Howard Stern, would not say which films he'd turned down, but Stern got him to admit that he labored through the Titanic script, but now considers it a regret, which would imply that he was considered or auditioned. Of course he was. But I think Titanic. he and DiCaprio had the same thing, as I said, but they're Very just like, similar. but what about my image as an indie darling? True. I don't want to break my Tim Burton I'm a weirdo streak. if I do this. Oh, talk Until about I get someone to play a pirate. that needs a tick and a limp. Oh. That's like, what, what's, <laughs> yeah. where's the weird? A tick, where's a limp, or a drug addiction, or I'm out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I get it. I get it. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is the same year as Donnie Brasco, which is a good movie. Mm-hmm. And he directed and starred in this movie, The Brave, playing a Native American yep. who agrees to star in a snuff film to make money for his family. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, Depp was deeply upset at the negative reactions, uh, reviews to this movie by the American critics attending his can the Cannes Film Festival where it screened. And as a result, he refused to release the movie in the United States, which I say, good. Ooh. Joke's on you, because that's what we were hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared Leto refused to audition. No word on if it was similar to oh, Billy Crudup, no. and he didn't want that f- I would level, say, but... like, again, here's our Claire Danes. Yeah. Triumvirate. In my so-called life. Like, of, like, if, when I think of, like, again, just growing up in that era and, like, the floppy-haired... Sure. ...hat boys that, like... <laughs> the hat boys, see? <laughs> it's the hat boys game. Yeah, that, like, had a, like, direct impact on, like, how I see the world. Like, it would be DiCaprio, Crudup, and Jared Leto. I'm wondering if I've seen Jared Leto in a film. You ever ah. saw that Requiem for a Dream? You ever saw Requiem for a Dream? No, no. Um, I've heard it's a hard watch. It is a hard so watch. So I have well, cowardly. Yes, it's an excellent been... film, but it is a hard watch. Wait, you're telling me that you, Amy Jo Jackson, who I know loves horror films, haven't seen Urban Legends? <laughs> Just kidding. I know you hate horror. Uh, and also haven't heard of that film. So. You haven't seen Morbius, which has a whole 16% Morbi- on... Morbius? It- <laughs> Malka, this is the new Deadpool. Because when Amy Jo would see advertisements for Deadpool around on cabs, she would go, what the fuck's a no, Deadpool? I literally, I saw one when it first, and I just went to my phone and Googled, what the fuck is a Deadpool? And it popped up, it auto-populated. And Google said, no need for the, the, the language, but here's what Deadpool is. And so, I got no judgment from so Google. So Morbius is the movie that, uh, when we are recording this, so this, this movie will have been out for two weeks, but this is the new 
Marvel film. Oh, it's fresh. By it's fresh, way of Sony. But not so fresh like, on tomatoes. Oh, no. It, <laughs> it, it is, is 16%. Yes. <laughs> and only going further down the more that critics review it. But yes, he's playing a Marvel superhero, supervillain character called Morbius, who is a half man, half vampire. He's like the living vampire, something, something. I don't care at all. Nor should you. And nor does uh, the American Nor, no, nor did anybody. Or the critics or right. anybody. Why? Not come yeah. out in droves. I think I've only seen him in magazines, if you will. Oh, you know what? You've seen him in Fight Club. He's not in it much, but he's the angel face. He's the oh, bleached oh, blonde hair. Yes. He's just one of the guys who joins Fight Club and, oh and punches Look, the crap out of his face. We got there. I've seen Fight Club many times. But there you've you seen go. my so-called life. Yeah. No. No. Oh. No. Not an ep. It is a TV show. <laughs> it is a TV it show. Is, but it okay. is a TV show. It's not a film. I thought about more as well. <laughs> no, it, was, it, was, it only lasted like one season, but it, it was Claire Danes. No, 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 I know people was, were obsessed uh, with it, but I didn't watch, I didn't watch any of those. Like, I mean, I watched Saved by the Bell, but all the more adult ones, like... Party of Five, uh, my so-called life. Okay, so so you you can do the one to one with Saved by the Bell though, right? Because we got a uh, Slater is the Cal and uh, Zach Morris is <laughs> yes. clearly your Jack. Jack. Screech is Fabrizio. <laughs> <laughs> Screech just gets whacked by a smokestack. Oh, which is not how he was originally killed in the script. Oh, go yeah. on. in the script, and I think they shot this. He tries to get into the boat. <laughs> where Cal is and he's like let me on the boat I'm supposed to go to like my my destiny is to go to America or something along those lines yeah. and apparently Cal pushes him into the water and says something like it's that way I heard he or hits something. him with an oar oh, yes. and goes here it's <laughs> that way, way. Yeah, but they, they, uh, cut they, it better. they just film were, it. Yes, they filming ran so over so they just, schedule. So like, screw I it, we're going to drop a smokestack on you. You're dead. Boop-de-boop. Yeah. 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 We kind of lose track of Fabrizio throughout the movie because DiCaprio comes um, on board with him. Uh, and then and we, he kind of disappears. abandons him. Yeah, well, he's getting laid. He's, he's getting to that first class lifestyle. Rose. Yeah, he's out of there. But we, uh, I think there were some uh, scenes left on the cutting room floor because I'm pretty sure think- they could have. Made a six-hour and Tommy Ryan yeah. might have had a thing going. Oh, I dig that. I'm because that. Fabrizio, when when he's shot, when 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 I think it's Tommy Ryan gets shot. Yeah, Tommy Ryan gets shot. Yeah. Um, Fabrizio's reaction is not "You just shot my friend." His reaction is "You just shot the love of my life." Bastardo, bastardo, and he's got okay. the blood, and then he puts it on. He's well, wearing... he puts it on because he doesn't have a life jacket. No, but there's something about it. I knew, I'm just looking for it, sure. guys. Obviously, you know what? <laughs> I maybe honestly think it's there. Maybe when okay when Old Rose is like, you know what? I remembered a few other details <laughs> I forgot. Uh, we'll talk about my second most erotic experience. For we'll the talk appendix. about these sweet little gay boys and their little love story. And um, what else can I jam into Titanic too? More money to make. <laughs> I think they're literally making a Titanic 2, not movie, uh, boat. The boat? That is oh. supposed to set sail pretty shortly. Uh. Um, to any listeners considering partaking <laughs> in this voyage, no. <laughs> we When we started watching it, and it goes like back in time, Jeff, who just got off a ship he was working on like less than two weeks ago, like a week ago, Jeff goes, eh, my ship was bigger. And then we're like laughing about it. I was like, we're watching all this stuff, and they're down in the crew passages and everything. And I was like, was it too soon to watch this? Movie? Like we didn't think bit. about it until we're a like, oh, no, not the – because uh, it was when the dolphins, uh, when they were watching yeah. the dolphins, and you're like, 
Oh, because you've done that. You've like sent me pictures of. I've seen seen a dolphin. Uh, Two little baby sharks when we were uh, trapped off the coast of Miami for a month and a half because we became a COVID ship because we had a massive outbreak and our ship did not know how to deal with it. No. And then I saw two baby sharks. So you know, it uh, everything evens out. Baby shark. Baby shark. Baby shark. I have little nephews, guys. I know the song. I swear. Uh, and one more actor who was up for the role of Jack, supposedly considered, was Macaulay Culkin. Oh, oh. interesting. Richie, Richie Rich was 1994, and that was his last movie until the aughts when he made Party Monster in like 2003. Right. Oh, so yeah. he was not really, I think he was on an end episode of Will and Grace. But like other than that, he, he was, was also going through all that stuff with his parents. Absolutely. And I think did he get married during that time. Isn't that when he married oh, the, the girl from Anne Frank on Broadway? Natalie Portman? And, uh, no, the other, the, the other, other girl, girl Frank? Oh. the sister. Oh. Um, am I, I the no only idea. one who remembers that they got married when they were like 17 and 18 no. and because he'd been like, emancipated from his parents. I married very young. Yes. I, I didn't know that it was somebody oh, from him. I am almost positive. I loved Home Alone so much, which, you know, shock, the hardcore shocks. fans will know. But, um, yeah, See I think our was previous going episode through, on yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, like two episodes ago because we took a break. But, um, yeah, I, I... I think he was going through a lot personally at the sure. time. So a long shoot like this might have been good for him, but also, I don't know. Let's move on to Rose. So Amy Jo, your thoughts on Kate Winslet and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? What is there to say? She is the best. She's, She's so good. She's making all of this nonsense work. <laughs> Like truly the stuff she's being asked to do and the turn she's being asked to take. And and also the way she is being asked to just like kind of, you know, in the first flush of an infatuation and a young infatuation, just like go so hard for this relationship without it appearing stupid or gross. She's the so number grounded. of times she has to say Jack. And I'm just like this poor actor who is killing it. Yeah. She's so good. I'm just going to read them off fast, a few of them anyway, because they're all like kind of nice people. I'm like, sure. Charlize, Amy sure. Adams, mm. Rachel Weisz, mm. uh, Laura Dern, Uma, and then Uma. slightly more contemporary, but not like now, now like a Billy Lord. You know, she's oh. just someone who is, uh, that's mm. Carrie Fisher's daughter, you know, but like she's very funny and has a backbone and yeah, there's a little yeah. kind of like yeah. not. What I love about Kate Winslet is she's not like an ingenue. She looks yeah. it, but man, does she have like a, backbone and also clearly like it's an actor with a backbone and an actor with a mind going a million miles a minute and you need an you need an actor like that can handle all of this because this is a big ask (laughs) yeah this is my thoughts it's true malka how about yourself i mean just like to sort of piggyback off of what amy jojo said like she was 19 years old when they shot this and she fucking carries this movie yeah like a fucking pro. Yeah. Like she sent, she wanted this part so badly. She sent James Cameron roses basically until he gave her the part. And of course, I just love that like, you know, DiCaprio had done Armed Day and she was doing Ophelia, uh, Ophelia in Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet right before this. Anyway, I just love that. Anyway. She she learned she got the role in Titanic whilst filming the, the mad, mad scene. scene. So she's yeah. in a straight jacket when she gets finds out the news, which is pretty <laughs> I love that so fucking much. Um, so I had a really hard time thinking of other people to potentially play her because for me, she's consummate in all things, always and forever. Oh, and yeah. So my joke, but not joke, is if somebody was to be cast as her today, it would be fucking me. <laughs> I'm not even I'm joking but I'm not joking okay 
for all for all you listeners out there. Um, we know that you're planning to remake Titanic for next year, so uh, casting directors, <laughs> watch out! <laughs> I'm a coming for you. Uh, um, no, um, but as I as I sort of was like inching around earlier, I have um, uh, a Jesse Buckley. I think mm. would make a really good Rose. She's got like this softness that masks this just beastly tenacity that I think is like the sort of rose, like the rose special, the rose special of like needs to look really soft, really sweet needs to be vulnerable, but needs to be able to um, do like 20 some takes like hawking loogies in Billy Zane's face. She apparently ran out of saliva, so they had to switch to lube. She's just spitting lube into his face. And Billy Zane said he went numb from being just spit in the face so many times. I love that story so much. Um, Also, apparently, like, the the spinning scene was also, like, highly Yeah, it was supposed to be, she was supposed to poke him with a hat pin. And she's like, what if I spit in his face? And then this is the perfect payoff to the setup of learning how to spit. We call that a callback. And character growth. She's learning from the people, learning from the third class people of how to spit. Not speak. I don't have to duel you on our own terms. This is violent. Like, stabbing with a hairpin is violent. Spitting with somebody in the face is a statement. Yeah. And I feel like that's who Rose is. Right. Rose is I make a statement. Yeah. Um, And it's great. It's a great moment. Also, Jesse Buckley... Like myself is a curly haired redhead. Like Kate Winslet. That's the thing. You gotta be a redhead. You wanna be Rose, we need a redhead. I mean, look, you're joking, but I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not joking because I also thought Amy Adams, not just because of the red hair, but uh, I didn't even think of that. Think she's she's the, I think great. she's around the same age. Yeah. yeah, I also had Rachel Weiss was on my yeah. Trophy. That's love, love the idea just, of Rachel she's, Weiss. She's someone else who like the tenderness, the softness, but but also oh, that. she will cut you. Because yeah. also speaking of redheads, same age as Kate Winslet would not hit until like a decade later. But imagine a young Christina Hendricks. I mean, she's definitely one of the hotter people on the face of the planet. That is accurate. You know? That's true, but she's also real good at that acting. She is. I think she'd be real good. She's she. Uh, maybe it's also most of the vocal placement that I know of her. Mm. But one of the things I love about Winslet is she's got that full Shakespearean range down sure. to like the she goes bowels. And Christina Hendricks, who again I think is tremendous and I love. I don't. I haven't heard her use that part of her range, sure. so I don't know that she. Sure. Has I'm I'm with you. I and 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 again, it's in part because of my limited experience with her work. But I see her so much more uh, contemporary in not like not that contemporary actors can't play this part, but like contemporary in her approach mm. and in her mannerisms. Like even when I watch, and I have not watched a ton of Mad Men, but even in Mad Men, there's something, and I think it's brilliant. I like to be clear, like, but there is like a performative element. Because that is what the character is doing. Because that's what the character is doing. That I can't see her genuinely in that space. But again, I have seen very limited. And I also, I I think of her so comedically. Because I also think of her in like... um, um, Good Girls? Well, I think of her in Good Girls, which is the thing I've seen her most recently in. But I was just thinking about her part in Firefly. Which is like, she's hysterical in. And it's fun and feisty and fiery. But it doesn't quite have that like... 
that sure. soft, that, 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 that color. Well, I'd argue the, that we just never got a chance to see it. That's but that's just what? my Possible. personal fan casting. Absolutely. Now, I say, I'm screw like, you both. I think she'd be we're great. We're just debating the relative <laughs> merits. Now so you're pooping on my pick. No. I'm not pooping on I your pick. I love her. I think she's fabulous. <laughs> I'm kidding. But... What do you think my other two options that I thought of? Once again, I'm kind of getting stuck on the redhead. If this was made a little later, a Jessica Chastain. But the one that I'm most interested in would be Emily Blunt. That works really That well. works really, actually. How did she not really, occur to me? Really what? like five years later, because age-wise, age because she was yeah, so yeah, young. Yeah. In Devil, or I guess Devil Wears Prada is like 2006. Never mind. So really a decade later, the 2007 Titanic. Yeah. Emily Blunt. She's great. Oh, she's great. I, you know, I can't quite picture her, but I was running off my list with tim my, my spouse and 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 she was the first name that that tim said that's mm. so really interesting i think it's great because she is also someone who is just so good in everything you never and so many different so many things. different styles she's never even in stuff like <laughs> because i'm a huge uh, poirot and marple nerd <laughs> like she is in death on the nile before she's anybody you know not the big budget recent not the death one that on just came nile. out i said before she's anybody she's in the poirot like the poirot series death on the nile and like the early early 2000s yeah. it's pre-devil wears prada and she is very good but i can hear her not struggling with the American accent, but like I can feel her effort at because she's not being able to act as as seamlessly because she's working with the accent, which then like a couple years later, basically, is like a non-issue because she's just like, you know, a, a, like an AI, like just learn so fast, you know, but like she's just other than like that where it's like, oh, I can see a little bit of effort. She's never not like note perfect, she's you know, fabulous. That's okay. a great call. So see, Thank we you. poo-pooed one, <laughs> but both. we super embrace the other. <laughs> Although uh, that makes me think of what's her name? I'm gonna mispronounce her name. Vikander. Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might be a. I really can see good, that. I like, like that. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking in terms of you talking about Emily Blunt of di- American dialects, uh, this was as DiCaprio felt his performance was just a young punk. Kate Winslet called her American accent awful and feels that her acting could have been better. So both of them is just like, we were babies. We were babies. And, but they, you know, that's a lot Why to ask for people so that hard no. on ourselves. Her accent is not awful. You can hear where the seams are, but it is not awful. She doesn't make any huge, like embarrassing mistakes. There's a few R's out of place and this and that, but really nothing that is like would make yeah. you go like, what? And like, this is a controversial <laughs> statement, especially in front of somebody who, knows way more about this than I do. But like I would take that over like Gwyneth Paltrow's accent in Shakespeare in Love, which is so perfect that it's a void of any That's personality or thing. any specificity. Yeah. Actors that this is the thing I say to a lot of my clients is like actors tend to be pedantically consistent in a way that real people never are. Yeah. And I feel like she has like she meaning Kate Winslet has so much fire behind everything that she's doing that like I kind of don't care if maybe some of the vowels come out shaded yeah. a little more English. I don't sure. care. Absolutely. Uh as Malka, you did say that she certainly did send James Cameron a rose, which said, from your rose. She also uh, would send him daily notes from England, went to L.A., kept phoning him, managed to get the number of his car phone, called him while he was driving down the freeway and said, you don't understand. I am Rose. I don't know why you're even seeing anyone else. Uh, So she really fought for this role to an extent where you're like that you know that goes one of two ways that either gets you the role or that gets you uh blacklisted out of hollywood for a while but Uh, it's kind of like what she did for her marianne audition where she was like oh i 
I didn't prepare the other part you wanted me to read. <laughs> Whoops. Where it's kind of like, if you're not, if you don't have the goods to back that up, and even sometimes if you do, just depending on when they get you, you know, she got, I will say she got lucky in those kinds of instances yeah. that it landed in the way in which she intended it. Yeah. Uh, she said that she and Leo were the naughty children on the set. And I remembered how while filming the scenes where Jack and Rose waited for the lifeboats to return after the ship sinking, Leo would sometimes say to me, sweetie, sweetie, I gotta pee. <laughs> I go, so have I. They would pee in shifts, taking turns swimming over to another part of the tank. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and she said, he doesn't think that he's gorgeous. And to me, he's just smelly, farty Leo. <laughs> Stinky Leo and smelly, farty Leo, which uh, is fantastic. It and really I, reframes I it. it. But as for Rose, the actors who were actually considered, James Cameron wanted Drew Barrymore. But she told him that she would be miscast. And good Accurate. for her. I, I love Drew Barrymore. With but this is not heart. the right fit. But no, no very different world. And she lives totally in a different world. Knowing yeah. that, you know, like yeah. you get so many things where you're like, oh, I get why the actor wanted to do it and thought maybe they could. But something this big, you do not want to screw Yeah, this up. is a good few years for Drew Barrymore because the year prior was Scream. <laughs> 97, she had these smaller films that are kind of more forgotten. Best Men and Wishful Thinking. But the next year would be both The Wedding Singer and Ever After. Oh. Like that's okay, a one-two punch. Ever After is... I mean, Wedding Crashers is great too, but ever asked. Wedding that. Singer. What did I say? Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Pudding! <laughs> Pudding! Pudding. Uh, not even famous Billy Crystal. Crystal. You know, Wedding Crashers. Uh, I could see if this is made later. Rachel McAdams as Rose, I think, would be yeah. quite oh, good as great. well. Yeah, she's no, the great. Notebook era Rachel yeah, McAdams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think could be real good. Real good. Uh, less real good, I consider this next person <laughs> for Rose, which is Jennifer Aniston, was yep. considered. Oh, no, no. Sorry, but no. no, no and we can leave it no. at that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Shakespeare in Love, Gwyneth Paltrow was offered Thank the role. Thank God she said, did she say no? I assume she said no. Well, I assume then, since she's not in the she movie, but... Thank God. I just... Look, I'm tired. I've said a lot of weird things tonight. I just wanted to make sure I was on the right... Oh, you're golden, Mulder. You're golden. But like, oh, thank... Look. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Look. Just look. thank God. <laughs> like, look. No. No, no. It's not, the, it's not the vibe. We are between Emma and Shakespeare in love at this point. And she's... I does great above those. Yeah, but it's know? just a slightly different essence. Yes. Yeah. Like a, yeah, just the less of that fire. Yes. Yeah. It's more, she's ice and Kate yes. Winslet's yes. fire and earth. 100%. You know? 100%. Totally. Yeah. Made later, Gwyneth Paltrow's proof co star, Jake Gyllenhaal, is Jack. Baby Jack Jill. Baby Johnny Darko. Baby Johnny Darko is Jack. He's, as we know, a weirdo. Like, yeah. you know, that would yeah. that could work. But I could see him. He's doing that October sky. He's like, we're sending rockets in the air. I could see him just like that full heart. Less oh, Nightcrawler, yeah, no. Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> less less loves, Mr. Music, Jake Gyllenhaal. The guy loves more. to do musical theater. Like, that's this a guy true. who's like, ah, oh, I'll this lean into the expanse of yeah. quality of the thing. Uh, Mini Driver was considered this I is the same same year as gross point blank and goodwill hunting so she got her oscar nomination for goodwill hunting instead this year hmm. going up against old rose gloria stewart neither of whom won uh but i love mini driver i'm interested i love mini driver yeah, i i really love mini driver but i don't again i don't quite see her 
It's hard because in this part, what if talking about an icon? Sure, you know? right, this is the problem. He's like, they're saying all of these names, and like to be clear, in case any of these very famous people happen to be listening to this podcast, they all are. You're all so exceptionally talented. <laughs> I love your work. Malka's looking directly into her microphone right now, <laughs> as though I am making direct eye contact with you. <laughs> But it's no offense to you, but no, I just can't. It's really hard for me, guys. Sorry. Uh, Carrie Russell was considered for Rose. Oh. This is the year before Felicity, so this is wow. she's really like this a is real fresh fame. face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wow. She's very good. She's very good, but I again. Not quite. She, she Not feels flintier to me in mm. a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't. I haven't watched all of her oeuvre of stuff. I'm much more familiar with Kate Winslet, but she does seem to be a bit more guarded. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's one of the things I think works really well for Winslet here. She's playing the mask at the beginning, but very quickly loosens up yeah. and, wow, here, this is who I truly am. Yeah. Winona Ryder auditioned. Huh. Which I love Winona. That also feels, Wrong. I don't know quite how old she was at this point, just thinking of stuff like Beetlejuice and Heathers. Well, she was so young in this Beetlejuice, tr- well, but Heathers, you know, was... she she was like probably in her late teens yeah. doing Heathers. Yeah. But uh, I do like, love what, that like Winona. Oh, what's his name? No, Heathers is As like 1990, or uh, uh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Like a Heathers era Christian Slater is Jack. I mean, the hair. The, the hair. hair. I'm literally right, just you know? thinking about the hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's imp- an important factor when considering. When the first shot you see of him is his tousled, <laughs> tousled little and when tendrils he's falling sketching, into his eyes. There's all of those shots of just like that's, his hat. That's what I'm saying. That's the first shot of him in the Ooh, movie is like so just like the. fucking fine. <laughs> Lit by candlelight. So instead of doing Titanic in 1997, Winona Ryder would wind up doing Alien Resurrection. Okay, well, okay, someone okay, had okay. to do it. Somebody did have to do it. Didn't necessarily need to be her, and yet she did. Although, uh, no matter what, Alien Resurrection still better movie than uh, what our next actor wound up doing instead of Titanic. Tori Spelling was considered uh, in 97, along with playing herself in Scream 2. She did a movie. I'll just describe, I'll do the little uh, synopsis of this film to lead up to the title. Laid up after an accident on the slopes, ski champ Marty Girard receives a wrong number phone call from software tycoon Connor Hill. <laughs> the two hit it off and become regular phone friends. Until what Hill... Is like slow- <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Until Hill's wife is murdered and Girard realizes that she may be his only alibi in Alibi. <laughs> I really thought that if it was just a rom-com, it was going to be called like Slow Bunnies or something fucking ridiculous like that. What is a regular phone friend? You know, <laughs> uh, when you've got like someone you only speak to on the phone and you're talking on the reg, you're talking regularly. They're your regular phone friend. Right. Do you not cool. have a regular phone friend, Amy? No, I just hate me. talking it's on the phone. It's called an emotional affair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, that sounds like something. I know what that means. This was 97. We didn't have regular text friends. We just had regular phone friends. You, yeah, were you calling... had pen pals. You had. You never know. had a Did wrong instant... number and was like, let's just be friends? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you're not Tory Spelling Correct. in Alibi. I'm not safely uh, uh, protected by the script. That means no bad things will happen to me if I do that. <laughs> exactly. 
who uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal was considered. Speaking of the, the Jills, speaking Hello. of Gyllenhaal, and she hmm. seems very young. I don't know how old she was yeah, at this point. Yeah, because when was Secretary? Like 2000? That's like 2002, yeah. I want to say. Wow, so she was... <laughs> very young. But she's older than Jake? She is older than Jake, Yeah, maybe. But if so, not by much. two years But I mean, if they're seeing like 18-year-olds, you know, then... That's true. Yeah. That's true. I don't dislike that. She's an interesting choice. I don't dislike that either. Interesting choice for me, but I do love that Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, Christina Applegate auditioned in 1997. She was finishing up the last season of Married with Children, playing a character named Dingbat in some movie called Nowhere. And she's in one of the seven aired episodes of the Pauly Shore starring sitcom Pauly. I remember that show. You remember Pauly? I don't know how, but I... All seven episodes of Pauly? I do. I don't know that I remember the episodes, but... I remember it, the advertisements for it. Well, I remember. Well, let's see if you remember this this specific episode. Let's see if this rings a bell. Because this is the one Christina Applegate was in. It was called Through the Ringers. Not another phone Here's, friend. Oh, oh uh, you wish. You wish it was about oh, a regular no. phone friend. When Polly discovers that Dawn once starred in a sleazy flick called Slammer Sluts. He tries to blackmail her by tracking down her co-star, who I believe is who Christina Applegate winds up playing. <laughs> Somehow, you, it got canceled after seven episodes. Can you, I'm sorry. Can you just repeat the title of the sleazy? <gasps> Slammer I'm, Sluts. Slammer Sluts. Slammer Sluts. Can we all just say that five times fast? Slammer Sluts. Slammer Sluts. Slammer Sluts. Slammer Sluts. Slammer Sluts. It's older than Polly Shores. Slammer Sluts. Polly Shores. Slammer Sluts. I'm going to do this next time I'm at an audition and see how many people, see how quickly I'm asked to leave. Polly Shores. Slammer Sluts. Polly Shores. Slammer Sluts. Speak the speech, I pray. <laughs> Trippingly. Slammer slut. Uh, now, you know, we're just a year or two after that R&J, so Claire Danes auditioned. Oh. I wonder if it was like, if we got DiCaprio, we can't also have Claire Danes in our movie. I I'm think not we again. also did not get along very well no. on the set. So right. that would have been not very good. Not very good. Not very good. Although, again, I can I can see her. Oh, she's like absolutely. just, like, again, like, she's just like just to the left of how I picture the part, but I can see, I can see a I version of it. I can see it, it but like, to me, it's a little less. <laughs> wow. I just, there's something about Kate Winslet being a hearty English lass. Yeah. With an American accent that I think works for it as opposed to like, I'm so delicate. Well, well that's like, what that... I was about to say is that yeah. Claire Danes is just a little wafier mm. than that sure. than that part is. Yeah. Right. Which is like that delicate. Yeah. Delicate. Hearty, like, like, I've been in the countryside. I've seen a sheep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but that is why I, I do, thought. I do, I, why I, thought, I do know. Is why I thought Emily Blunt is that you are when yes. it is this period yeah. piece that it does. There is that ingrained. Yeah. Sp- something. With a taking getting a British actor, but it playing weirdly here doing a period piece like you give an American accent, but they are like that rigidity in the beginning of like yeah. her before like the mask drops. It's like yeah, you you get that for free being yeah. a Brit and like mm-hmm. the parts of it that are still inherent physically even after the mask drops. You know, like yeah, she lets loose. We see who she is, but like there's a there's still like the a status. period a status yeah. physicality that is yeah. never dropped. And, and I just is... think the Brits tend to be better at that yeah. in general. And also like yeah. a lot of these actresses who were singer people who've like 
been in LA for so many years now. There's just a different it's a, vibe. Yeah, it's just it's so much more like, yeah, brah. Yeah, as opposed to like, like yes, I've brother. been cold all my life. This because... is where we met, brah. Yeah, this is where we met, brah. This is where we met. Oh my God, are we gonna like ride this wave when this boat goes down, or like what, brah? <laughs> Wow, a point break Titan over. Oh, Lori Petty as, uh, as Rose to Keanu Reeves Jack and Swayze as Cal or, Ooh, or Swayze as Jack. Jack and Keanu Reeves as yes. Cal. Yes. yes. Okay. That's, I mean, you have to get that. Right. Uh, you couldn't do them accurate to age, but just like to that's that's the that's what I want. Sure, sure. And Gary Busey as the captain. <laughs> No, he's Lovejoy. Oh, uh, Spicer Lovejoy? <sighs> I, think, I think the ship's about to sink. Another potential homoerotic. I was saying this to, to Jeff and Amy Joe earlier. I was re-watching it and I was like, Lovejoy is in love with Cal. Yeah, our, our villainous Billy Zane's Cal. He has this manservant played by David Warner, who I know best from the second Ninja Turtles movie from the <laughs> early 90s. Secret of the Ooze. You're not going like, to be the only David Warner, this is, he's playing the heavy 57 year old David Warner is like, I'm going to track but you down. What does a heavy mean for Philadelphia Steel Tycoons? Normally, what he's having to do is much more like PI kind of stuff rather than like. Well, he's like not even a PI, right? No, he's a he's valet. His, he's his valet. And like, there's like a whole joke, right? About like, I, you know, he's acting like a cop. I think he was, mm. right? He's like, the response is like, he hired a cop to be, to his, be his, like, manservant. So that he but could, he's... like, he could present as classy. Okay. Also get okay. a Brit to be your sure. manservant because right. that per- it, make, it gives it, you sta- status. Exactly. Status. Oh, yes, yes. But yes, Sp- Spicer, Lovejoy, and Cal. This is another. Uh, I'm just saying. This is another gay sub gay subplot that uh could have been in for the four hour four hour cut. I well, think it should be restored. The t- the restored Titanic cut. If you're coming out with it for 25 year anniversary, and I want it, I do. I desperately want. <laughs> Again, Malka's looking directly into the <laughs> microphone as though um, there's a camera. In but there. do you want our next <laughs> person as Rose, which was Madonna audition no, for the no, part? No, she'd have been 35 at the time of filming, which feels a well, little bit if, much for a 17 year old. Then if Tom Cruise is in it, then sure. But there you go, like, Tom Cruise and Madonna in Titanic, the movie that no one remembers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. I was just gonna be like, it's a different movie, and you're just like calling it like it is. Nobody wants that. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody um, wants it. Maybe I, Madonna and Tom Cruise. Sure, but, sure, yeah. sure. I kind of want this Jennifer Connelly audition. I love no, she's great. Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. So much. She's Man great. Vulnerable backbone, working yeah. Yeah. like since she was a yeah. kid, so yeah. she can handle yeah, an yeah, epic yeah. shoot like that. Oh, she could handle the Goblin King. She could sure handle can. a ship going down. Uh, Sally Hawkins oh. reportedly turned it down. She's one year younger than Winslet. She would have been 20 at the time. Her first IMDb credit is as an uncredited villager in the phantom menace in 1999 so i have no idea she was some theater because i did not know of her until like happy go lucky and now she's in you know uh the shape of water and blue jasmine but like don't know the veracity of those claims but um wild to picture someone who has no film credit at all just being but with with younger actors like that they are they've still been around and been in audition rooms and if she had a powerful agent maybe she's getting big auditions who's to say true because it's different for younger actors than it is for us wizard you're you're not wrong similar to our next actor someone that i did not know about until the odds uh michelle monaghan screen tested 
of uh, the later Mission Impossible movies and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and many another thing. Loved that Michelle Monaghan, but it was just like, she was around? Yeah. In 1996, 95, when they would have been auditioning this? Is wild to me. But I'd be interested. I'd also be interested in our next one, Tandiway Newton tested. I do love her. Now, when was the second? Because I remember like really being aware of her on that second Mission Impossible. That was 2000. Okay. So I think she was in quite a like a lot of british films i don't think she i think that was what broke her into like american, american audience, audience like more mainstream yeah. uh films i like was her a lot possible she's oh, yeah. also someone who is just like yeah you're not you're not gonna she's not backing down she's not a shrinking right. violet no no angelina jolie auditioned that makes sense i haven't honestly seen a lot of her really early stuff hmm. like i haven't seen girl interrupted hmm. You You've seen some one of her earliest things. Hacker. Oh, now that's true. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-five. You know what? Hackers. I have forgotten. I was... And it, that's terrible, but she's delightful in she's it. Great. Yeah. She's great. She's <laughs> great. But there you go. I was literally just thinking the other week. I was like, should I give Hackers a rewatch? Where can oh, I find it's, it? It's oh, it's dreadful, but delightful. It's some good Donnie, Donnie, Right, Donnie Lee Miller Donnie and Miller. Lena Jolie. Yes. Like, Villainous Fisher, Fisher Stevens, Stevens. Yes. and Lorraine Bracco. Yes. Bring it all on. And... Pendulette as their like number two question mark. Matthew <laughs> Lillard is on the team. I mean, Matthew Lillard team. was in everything. That that's well. true. That's you true. legally cannot make a movie without putting Matthew Lillard in there. Yeah, who would Matthew Lillard have been in Titanic? Or maybe Matthew Lillard is Fabrizio. <laughs> I was about to say he's he's one of those like he's oh, a real good or he's the Irish guy. He's Tommy. He's yeah. Uh, he's one of them. Uh, he, or he he's the one that lost uh, the tickets in the poker game. <laughs> Yeah, the, 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 the Swede. <laughs> Nicole Kidman turned it down. Again, talk about someone who is just like delicate and ice and all ice. of that. That's yeah. Like, that's such a good way to. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting the first like half hour of the film. Absolutely. With her. Or I guess technically the second half hour after we actually go back in time. Because yeah. the first half hour is Bill Paxton oh, and Paxton. his team. <laughs> she is one of the most beautiful faces you will ever see on screen. But, like, I'm just thinking of her performing the quote-unquote comedy in Moulin Rouge. And I'm like, I, I don't think she's up to the comedy Ooh. in this. Because there is There's a so lot much. that you have to carry and put across. And I would argue that a more I... deft actor could have made that, oh, those awful scenes in Moulin Rouge work a little bit better. Um, and But once it's tragic, she's great. And I think there's enough levity throughout this that you just you need no, it. And like, and, like, I think she's somebody who plays the tragedy before the tragedy has come. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, even though, like, arguably one might argue that Romeo and Juliet is a comedy until the end of Act 3, right? Blah, blah, sure. blah, whatever. But no matter what, if you're performing it, you can't be performing it like you know you're going to fucking right. die. Right. And I feel like she's one of those actors who is always going to perform it like, there's something that's, going that's to her die. actor secret is all of her characters are going <laughs> or to about die. to die like i can't remember what this movie was but it was like something about like i think her partner was like a, a a prisoner of war for many years or something and there's just a shot of her standing just cu- like surrounded by forest and there's a close-up and there's like that single eye tear <laughs> just dripping down her cheek and for me that sums up like 85 percent of her performances for mm-hmm. me it's just like it's so beautiful, but it's so sculpted. Mm. It's yeah. so predetermined. There's no, um, what I think part of what makes Kate Winslet's characters, her performance and the characters so so magnificent is that 
there's a spontaneity in every action. And she's and, thinking ahead because they expect to dock in New York, you right. know, that it's like, that oh, is where her brain is at. we're going to be there in like, you know, a day and a half or however long, you know, I do think that's one of the things that works so well about the film is how much you kind of do you know it's going to sink and they're dropping that the whole time. I mean, obviously we've seen it at the beginning. It's not like they're trying to keep us in suspense, but that you do so much like building of like their lives that then when it does happen, it's almost like, Oh no, not now. Uh, Ding, ding, ding to Amy Jo. Charlize Theron. Charlize is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm never mad about Charlize in a movie. Instead in 1997, she had our previous episode, the devil's advocate. Oh, that's Uh. not a great look for her. Less of a great look was her other 1997 movie trial and error with Jeff Daniels and Kramer himself, Michael Richards, whose tagline, cause we are, it's 1997. Get a load of this tagline. The second most outrageous trial of the century. Because we still had that OJ fever. This is a movie tagline. Wow. The second most outrageous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Also, that's two like lawyery movies for her in one year. Yeah. This is true. I forgot that it was her and the devil's advocate. Oh, I can't. It's not her fault. <laughs> no, she was still just starting out. Uh, Uma Thurman tested. Once oh, again, ding, no, ding, ding. Look at you. Yeah, look at me. And once again, she was too busy doing Batman and Robin with Chris O'Donnell and Gattaca with Ethan Hawke. So she had a busy year <laughs> doing that. You Is know, that she and Ethan Hawke met? Yeah. Oh, I, I guess so. so. So, I mean, like, even though they're not together, like, that's the, the union that brought her her daughter. So I feel like good for her. I didn't know they had a daughter together. Yeah. Maya Hawk. She's a daughter. She's, I mean, she's that, an uh... actor. She's a daughter. <laughs> she's a daughter and, and an, an actor. actor. What? Um, I she... totally thought you stopped being anything. Like, <laughs> any other descriptors go away when you become an actor. Well, let my well you know, when you become an actor, you put away childish things, including being <laughs> someone's son or daughter. Uh, no, if she only. is in season three of Stranger Things, if you watch Stranger Things. I do. She's the one that works with Steve. She's, uh, what's her face? But she's fantastic. Oh, she's so good in that yeah, i did not kid. know that, that's, that's maya hawk that's uh their daughter no she's also in uh she's a small role in once upon a time in hollywood and is in other things that's what i mainly know her from three in a row ding 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 to amy <gasps> joe rachel weiss really auditioned Ugh. yeah and i love it i love, I love it, it. I, I, a great love, choice. I think it's excellent yeah. I, honestly if we couldn't get kate winslet i think that's the one that i'm most interested too, yeah. in of the people who were actually she's considered. someone who also even in bad movies is never embarrassing herself she's like no. always so good. so good uh and finally reese witherspoon was considered interesting which i don't she's very see. good but not for this no. yeah just what she does energetically is so well if we're using you know the different like yeah, yeah, yeah. Elements. Um, you know elements she's like air and bubbles you know and yeah. it's just very like it's hard to picture her in a period piece outside of she's in that importance of being earnest with colin Firth and, and Rupert she's Everett. in oh um vanity fair, fair. Which was oh. terrible so bad. i went to see it because when Skipped my mom it. and i were in england we went to hampton court palace and oh. they had one like area blocked off because it had been they done up filming. to look like brussels and they were filming that there so oh. when I, I went to see the movie just to be like oh hmm. this you know i know where this is it's not brussels it's hampton court palace but i was like wow i sat through all of this it's- once eileen atkins died i was like well now everyone like no, jonathan reese myers you're not acting well enough to save this film he's never know? acting well enough to save anything <laughs> correct, correct. no offense sir please uh, don't hit me he's beautiful i, mean, I just rewatched love, love of goldmine in... and uh, i was like oh yeah your face works you know yeah i love him in um um bend it like beckham 
but like oh. any of like like he's done so much period because he has that face, that face because he yeah. has that jawline you know and i just think he can't quite carry it yeah um but i think that like he actually is better in like contemporary stuff which it's great that having someone like him and eileen atkins in this period film because reese witherspoon just feels so contemporary and she's so, so good in the contemporary yeah. stuff so you know good. Yeah. Speaking of Ben and Lake Beckham, made five years later, Kira Knightley as Rose. Yeah, yeah. I can see that yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, very yeah. Fan. So. That's very uh, right yes. in the center of what she does. Yeah, very, yeah. very much so. Yeah. So let's move on to old Rose. Mocha thoughts on Gloria Stewart. And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Okay. Gloria Stewart is freaking great. Again, as I said, like this is just a really hard movie for me to think of anybody else being because it was so... Oh, instrumental on my entire being as a person. We don't have to talk about it too much. Um, <laughs> I have, because I made like a, a the, the Star Wars thing, I just carried Fisher, potentially. Mm. Uh, Helen Mirren? Oh, yes. I would believe Helen Mirren got up to stuff because I know she did. I mean, have you seen her tattoo? I don't think I have seen her tattoo. I believe she has a spider But I did or see or the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. <laughs> So I know she got up to some stuff. Oh, I mean, she's pretty vocal about just, the stuff she's got up to. Think of that interview of her, that famous interview of her on Parkinson, like in the seventies or early eighties, where it's just asking her questions. Yeah. She's like, "You wouldn't ask a man this," but she's yeah. like, got like a feather or something, or yeah. something that she. She's just like, look it up, because she's like a hot young thing who would grow up to be a hot every age she ever has been, right? Truly, but she's just like. Not having it, but like playing with this feather. I think it's a feather or it's like some it's kind of something. accoutrement that she's just like kind of playing around with. And you're like, Helen Mirren, you got it going on. <laughs> All over the place. Mm-hmm. What about you, Amy Joe? Gloria Stewart? Yeah, she's wonderful. And I remember at the time loving that she was cast because my grandmother and I would watch all of the Shirley Temple movies. Like mm-hmm. that was one of the things that my grandma and I would do is watch... Every Shirley Temple, we would rent the Shirley Temple movies and we would rent every single version of The Secret Garden, like every single version. And so, of course, I had seen Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. And so I would not have like recognized her because that was in the 30s, I want to say. But um, I was just so delighted. And I remember seeing her on some talk show and they're like, we're going to play a clip of, you know, Gloria back in the day. And the clip ends and she la- and I forget who was. She's like, oh, that's not me. That's so-and-so. And it was like some other like oh, slightly no. more famous actress of the era. And they're all like, oh, no. She's just laughing. She's like, yeah, it's okay. That's you know, hilarious. It happens all the time. It happens, but I think she's just so oh, charming. So I, I basically did the math of when she was born and was like, okay, who would be, the, who would be that same age today? Mm. And the two choices I had are Glenda Jackson. Oh, oh, you know, stuff. young Glenda Jackson as Rose. Like we're talking Glenda like Jackson's Elizabeth not era. the same age as Gloria Stewart. No, I'm, oh, I, I, oh, I today. accounted I for see, time. I see, yes. Um, I'm saying if we were to film it today, gotcha, gotcha, who gotcha. was the same age as that? But like young, like Elizabeth era, like the miniseries mm-hmm, era, mm-hmm. like that. And she's a redhead, come on. And then the other thought I had, and this you also get with this person, a little of what you get with Gloria Stewart, which what I I love about her is, is you are bringing in this history of cinema from another period and all this. Julie Andrews. Mm. Yes. It might be almost too stunty, it but might be. she's so good. She's so good at acting. 
Yeah. I'm like, there's I nothing it. wrong with some stunt casting now and then. No, particularly when you're like, when it's a casting. framing device that you might be like, why do we need this framing device? But if you have someone who you're like, oh, well, I'm yeah. interested in Bill Paxton interviewing Julie Andrews or whomever, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I dig that. Yeah. <sighs> it didn't do it for me. Oh. Me. No, nothing against Gloria Stewart. It was also because I just didn't, I didn't care about this framing device, but I just didn't every, we, when we finally came back to her, it was also, it was weird that it was 90 minutes and then we came back to her. It felt like they added in the first time when we come back, just so we didn't go 90 minutes just to come back to her for the first time going, it was the most erotic <laughs> moment of my <laughs> life. You had to have one before, you'd have, you need a buffer between the first 20 minutes and her, because if you just slam cut to her going, it was the most erotic moment of my life, and Bill Paxton and all these people like, that's funny, Grandma, we know, you got laid. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't care, it wasn't doing it for She's me. She's also bearing the brunt of it's all dialogue. I know. Yeah. It's all that she James has, Cameron knows. And she's all exposition. Yes. You know, I was just kind of, I was honestly just shocked that it got nominated for an Oscar. I don't feel that way. I no, think, and nothing against yeah. her. Nothing really one way or the other, but I was like, I could have seen Kathy Bates getting an Oscar nomination. Oh, I completely Or the mother disagree. getting the an mother, Oscar nomination I, over I'm, Gloria Stewart. I feel like it's, you know what it is for me? It's the moments where she's watching the recreation of The Sinking. It's her ah. watching that and seeing in her eyes her like that to me horror. was just such a banana scene. Yes, of course of it this, was. Yeah. Like, but, yes, of course it was. But to me, watching the way she is watching it, it's like that kind of thing. That I okay. feel like it's those moments sure. that like got sure. her the nomination. I don't. I don't disagree. It just it wasn't doing it for me. Uh, love Julie Andrews. Love Helen Mirren because she was Gloria Stewart uh, was eighty six at the time, so she was aged by makeup to play Rose at age one hundred. She did not find this makeup to be a pleasant experience. Sure. Uh, and she died in 2010 at age 100. Mm -hmm. For me, give me that Angela Lansbury. Well, that's, that's what true. I want. Honestly, because I think it's that even more ridiculous. Get Angela Lansbury going. And that was the most erotic experience <laughs> of my life. Fully lean into that. of <laughs> Murder, she wrote. J.B. Fletch talking about the most well, erotic moment Gloria of her life. Gloria was in a couple of episodes of Murder, she wrote. I think she was of in one back in the original run. Was. But then there was one after this because they did some made for TV movies in the early 2000s. And she was in one sure, of those. Sure. Or maybe, I don't know why, of all movies, Atonement popped into my head. Maybe a Vanessa Redgrave. I, oh, now that, why didn't we think of that? That's, that's, that's the great. one. You know she's lived some life. And a redhead. Young great. Vanessa Redgrave, Camelot era Vanessa Redgrave. Ooh. As for the actors who were actually up for Old Rose, we have three people. Anne Rutherford, Kareen in Gone with the Wind was the one film uh -huh. I really recognized, turned it down. Her last film credit was a 1976 movie starring Bruce Stern, Madeline Kahn, and Art Carney called Wonton Tan, The Dog Who Saved Hollywood. And that seems like a good way to go out, right? Well, go out on top, you know? Yeah. Go out uh, on top. <laughs> but I really want to see whatever that movie could be. I don't know if that's uh, so. Marguerite Chapman. Miss Morris in The Seven-Year Itch was the one oh. highest-profile mm -hmm. movie that I recognized. Was asked to audition, but was too ill to work. Her last film credit was an episode of Barnaby Jones in 1977. And finally, originally offered the role, Faye Ray, but turned wow. it down saying... 
quote, I think to have done this film would have been a tortuous experience altogether. And she's not even having to do all the stuff with the boat sinking. She's just getting to sit down talking about the most erotic moment <laughs> of my life. But you met my granddaughter. It's not one scene. Maybe you could you know? give her the most erotic moment of her you know, life, Bill Paxton. scenes where there is romance between oh, Bill Paxton's man. character oh, and the granddaughter. Man. The granddaughter to me feels like discount Laura Dern. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No offense to her, who I know you're listening, whose name I don't even know. Susie Amos, I want to say. Susie, you were lovely, but I just always thought like, But you oh, ain't no Laura Dern, Amos. It's a Dernazance right now. Ooh, yes, true. it is. Uh, but let's move on to Molly Brown, that unsinkable Molly Brown. Amy Jo, your thoughts on Kathy Bates, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Well, no, you didn't ask me about my experience with Molly Brown before this. I'm sorry, and what's your experience with Molly Brown? Well, I loved the musical film, <laughs> and so obviously I watched that a lot. Lots of belting. Really great. Uh, Debbie Reynolds, you know, and I've also been to the Molly Brown house in Denver, Colorado. I've um, always wanted it's to go. great. I want to go again. Um, but so like I... Field trip? Field trip. Yeah. Let's just go to Denver. We'll go to Meow Wolf, Denver, and we'll yes. go to the Molly Brown house. And <laughs> it'll be, what a day. Um, but so like I like know a lot from being around about Molly Brown, but I was like, what does she actually look like at this time in mm. her life? So much like Kathy Bates. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I see why they went okay. for Kathy Bates because it is a very similar effect. Oh. I will say, I, this is not a great Kathy Bates performance for me. Oh, I, wow. I, I found it like very kind of one note until I liked her scene in the lifeboat. She's charming, but I'm just like, you're Kathy Bates. You are one of our great actors and i just felt very like you know like there was the moment where we were watching it together jeff and they the king of the world scene happens and they pan back and they it, you know becomes a cgi shot of the yeah. the decks and everything and i was like wow i just didn't expect it to look like the sims you know like it's like good it holds up but you can it's very, very much good for 1997 but very it's very good it's but you can spot where it becomes you're feeling some of those i'm feeling the computer program cgi shots of that ship yeah. yes and the I water felt... the water of the ship like when you, if you're looking at the ship where yeah. the ship meets the, the ship. water that sometime is oof, don't insane. look too hard guys no well, i wasn't hard. it just came to my head you know like whoa i felt a bit like like she was giving me a bit of a CGI performance, if that makes wow. sense. Like I just didn't, and I love Kathy Bates. So I wasn't like turned off by it, but I was just like, I should love you. And I'm just kind yeah. of, it's fine. Especially when the mom was so good. That actor, what's her name? Francis uh, Fisher. Francis Fisher. She's so good. She's great. The, the eyes, the eyes, you know, she's so good and so nuanced. And I just felt like Kathy Bates is kind of like, I showed up to set and did my thing. And my thing is really good. You know, but, but not my best. I didn't make the extra effort. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. Um, mm -hmm. my number one, if we're doing it today, is I want Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Oh, sure. I just feel like she she looks the part. That's She's an, so good. It, that's an interesting idea of just thinking of Melissa McCarthy in younger Kathy Bates's roles. Like if Melissa McCarthy, yeah. she's such an amazing comedian, but if she had taken that left turn, because there are so many amazing well, comedians like, that give so many dramatic performances. Me? She's incredible. She got an Oscar nomination. Can you ever forgive she, me? Yeah. Yes, she's fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic. But I mean like imagining Melissa McCarthy in Misery. misery. <laughs> like, that's where my that mind goes to. to I'm it. like, that's interesting to yeah. me. I'd be um, curious. I'm, I'm not like into it, but I'm also 
kind of into it. So she's my my top choice. And then just thinking like maybe 10 years or mm-hmm. so after uh, Titanic was made, <laughs> that other character actress, Kathy, Kathy and Jimmy. Ooh. I'm like, I'm into Kathy and Jimmy. Um, as I just think she's also very funny and, you know, also plays a lot of this type of thing. And they do like have a similarity really, in look. Yeah. You really want, I want it to be leaned more into the whole new money versus old money yeah. thing. Cause that's what that character that's what exists for is for yeah, her yeah, to be yeah. like, just cause I'm rich. Doesn't mean I, I like, I know where you come from. Little Leonardo DiCaprio here. Let me, you can wear my son's suit. Yeah, we're fine. Even though whatever it's like, but opposed to like, how dare you allow the street rat into our The midst. way that, that Billy Zane like, like barely like not like shakes his head and the, it's like, I'll leave you. You know, like the servants are like, oh, I must, I must go because he said, you know, but like with the slightest move of his head has like given yeah. a directive as opposed to her. But that's the whole, the unsinkable Molly Brown right. like movie so is all about that. Even yeah. a little more towards that of, that new money of just like a little more of like letting the hair down. Like yes. I could have enjoyed, which I know Kathy Bates can do. So I wonder if she was directed that yeah. way. Or, I don't, I don't, and know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it absolutely could be, but yeah. that's why I think like you want someone who's still a strong comedian. Yeah. You want yeah. a Kathy Najimy or sure. a Melissa McCarthy not to just keep talking about my choices. Oh, and but. a little more comedic relief. I think would be nice in yeah, this three hour that. and 15 minute long movie. I think, uh, not yeah. like I was, I wasn't feeling like, gosh, this is relentlessly bleak by any stretch of the imagination. There's tons of comedy. Leonardo DiCaprio, like, I'll be here while I'm handcuffed to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, what about you, Malka? What are your thoughts so on my Molly main Brown? person for this was if it were cast today, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Wow. Like, <laughs> I, I, okay. not go I know there. I know because I think she's hysterical, and I think thinking of that new money sort of headspace of like she has come into the business from this perspective of like creating she comes in from like the theater business from creating your own work sure. and somehow is like made it big in hollywood i had not thought of this until this just this moment but i'm interested 1997 i'm interested in a francis mcdormand because oh, you're putting her yeah. in the outfit that's giving yeah. you the, the upper status but it's still francis mcdormand i want someone that you feel those boots that's yeah yes. on the ground yes. Um, yes very much can get into that but the one that i thought before the one that i've written down here is born the same year as kathy bates and i know this isn't important but it's from missouri like molly brown give me that diane weist Ooh. oh i'm Ooh. never mad about diane weist never and diane weist is someone that i see her being like I'm unaware that all of you new, old rich people can't stand me and don't want to be near me. That I'm just like, oh, we're all friends. Like, oh, of course he can come with us. And it's just like pleasantly like, oh, wh- wh- what do you mean we're not going back? It's just like not realizing until it's too late. Who she's I think it might with, be you know? actually just hit on like what might be off about Kathy Bates' right. performance. Is she's a little too self-aware almost. I mean, again, I think this movie is perfect, so I'm not really upset about it, but also I agree. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, as for the actors who were considered for Molly Brown, not definite, but was rumored to play the role as she was currently dating James Cameron at the time was Linda Hamilton. Oh. Huh. I, I no. I hear those huns, and I will see see you and raise you a... Uh, 1997, she had uh, Dante's Peak, was what she was doing at this time. She was out running a volcano with Piers Brosnan. I think that is a movie I... That's like I, I made out in, uh, with my first boyfriend ever in the to Dante's movie, Peak. To Dante's Peak. Nice. I mean, I would make nice. out with Pierce Brosnan. On the- <laughs> I, it wasn't that. It was more like, oh, 
you like me? That kind of thing. <laughs> Going back to Diane Weist, she could be a good contender for an old rose coming up here. So, <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. You know, I'm still yeah. sad I missed her as a rock in Madison Square uh, Park. Oh, I saw, it. I, mean, I saw I it. Too. So good. I saw Fiona her, Shaw her running theater. around Madison Square Park doing TSL It's the Wasteland, but I missed Diane Weist <laughs> as a rock. <laughs> Uh, but I'm so sorry, I'm gonna have to interrupt you both because that sound means it's time to play a quick round of Two Truths and Some Guy. Oh, Molly Brown. Or in this week's case, Two Truths and Some Person. Gender, Gender is, is dead. dead. The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Molly Brown. One was not. Amy, Joe, and Malka have to guess which is which. <laughs> Malka is not ready. Your options are. I'm not, are, but I'm excited. So two of these people were up for the role. Your options are Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Okay. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and Reba McIntyre. Oh, oh. Jeff, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's 1997, so I feel like Reba McIntyre was probably up for it. I do think legit Liza, fantastic choice. Way too old by this point. Yeah. But fantastic choice because also who knows or cares how old Molly Brown is at this point. Yeah. In she was 45. Um, I did look it up. But um, I love that you did that. Barbara... <laughs> um, this might be our longest episode yet, listener. <laughs> it's just the nails. The nails. I'm doing the gesture with the nails and the, the bangs. You know. Iceberg, can you hear me? You're, you're wiping away your imaginary bangs with your imaginary nails right now. I'm doing the, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, I'm into the vibe. Um, uh, 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 okay, 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 okay. Rio McIntyre plays this is I'm so pleased because I was like oh maybe I'll do this for Cal I was like oh maybe for Rose and then I was like oh no for Molly Brown this is the one to pull out the I, game for uh, ladies and, and gentlemen and everybody else listening I'm broken <laughs> I I truly you want to see all three that's the thing I would yes, pay so much to money see to see this. screen tests of all three here's the thing I feel like Reba is always giving us like a slight blue collar edge yeah. and the accent. So like, I feel like Reba, solid choice. Liza is so enthusiastic that it actually works because also we can't have enthusiasm. How gauche. Whereas Barbara. The mother. The, well. <laughs> Barbara, Barbara needed to be singing over the credits in a duet with Celine. Barbara is um, Rose in the 1970s version. <laughs> Um, I've seen she does great boat work as mentioned in Yentl uh, and uh, you know classically don't rain true. on my parade on a tugboat this on is her true. way she was queen of the world scene. at the end of Yentl singing on that boat she was more queen of the world at the midway point of uh, of uh, funny girl um, sure. Yentl it's more just we had to get to this point sure. Papa can you hear me I'm gonna go I have no idea so I'm gonna guess Barbara because I think it's the most outlandish but I also think that that probably means that she was up for it I'm going to go with Liza. It's probably Liza. Because Amy Jo said the thing about, like, if it was Barbara Streisand, she would have had to sing this the song over the credits. And I like feel like I vaguely... <laughs> yes, Streisand would have been like, no, 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 Celine. No, 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 Celine. It's me, it's me. And I feel like there's a part of my soul that's saying, you remember something about this. Although, to be fair, I'm about to find out that it's not true. And no, it's again, but... I'm staring that. directly at the camera. My brain <laughs> <The> camera. is <laughs> the microphone. 
<laughs> I'm looking directly pudding. at Pudding, ladies and gentlemen. Pudding is my brain. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not too much of a pudding because Malka gets the points. Hey, Liza Minnelli, as far as I could tell, was not considered hey, 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 for well, Molly she Brown. She would have been great. Let's burrell. Barbara Streisand was considered. 1997, her only credit on IMDb is a music video for Tell Him, her duet with, with Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. Don't tell me like I don't know about Tell Him. <laughs> well, our listener might not have. Uh, and well, all right. If you haven't heard it, please go do yourself a favor. It's these two belters. It is so intense. And the loudest word of the song, the highest word is the word whisper. Oh, man. And it's oh, my too good. That's what you want. Oh, my God. Uh, and Reba McIntyre accepted the role, but oh. had to back out due to scheduling conflicts, which I assume With? is just based on her career as a well, singer. Because Phil Lyons. Yeah, this or, been, was this when Reba, when was Reba on the air? Reba was I don't think, I think Reba was a few years later. Yeah. I think it was literally her as a, as a singer. Because yeah, a few yeah. years later, she would take over for Bernadette in, um. Yeah. And you get your, I gonna get your own, but this was a, I saw them both. I saw Bernie. Oh. That was the first Broadway I, I stage almost, door I got to go back. I almost put Bernadette instead of uh, Liza Minnelli as the third person to consider. Who you know, that would have been harder Molly because because she brings that similar and she's, she's energy. younger. However, I also can just see Liza. It would be delightful. And it would be a movie about Liza suddenly. It would be like, <laughs> we need... Now this is a movie about Molly Brown if you're putting Liza. Yeah. Kathy Bates is, for better and worse, kind of blending into the movie. I found her... Unmemorable. Uh, let's move on to Captain Smith. So, Malka, thoughts on Bernard Hill and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? I mean, Bernard Hill all the way. <laughs> Always and forever be still my heart. Um, anyways. <laughs> okay, so I have for that time period, and he would never, ever, ever in a million, I have two uh, choices, but my first one would never, ever, ever in a million years have accepted it. Harrison Ford. Right. <laughs> I have like a, a Star Wars thing going in my brain. You know what? Maybe he was some like Titanic nerd. Yeah. If he was really a Titanic, he'd be like, yeah. All right, All I'll right. do it. And then my other choice. I Okay. Michael Caine is my other choice. Michael Caine, that's all I'm going to say. Love it's it. Michael Caine. <laughs> it's Michael Caine. It's Michael Caine. I love Michael Caine. I always want Michael Caine. Who doesn't love Michael Caine? I put Michael Caine. Michael Caine is Molly Brown. Michael Caine is Old Rose. That was the most erotic experience of my life. Actually, you know, I if he had been offered Old Rose, he might have accepted the part because he's on the first and he's on the last page. There you and go. And that's like Michael he's, Caine's like, am I going to take the oh, part? Am I on the first page? Am oh, I on the last page? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So he would never have taken yeah. Captain Ismay. You're right. He doesn't make it to the last page. What about you, Amy Jo? What I have written here in all caps followed by an exclamation point is, no notes! Um, (laughs) (laughs) So good. I love him. Just that classic line where he turns, I believe you will get your headlines, Mr. Ismay. Um, So good. I mean, the people that I have are also people who never, not even in 97, because they were already like older in 97, never have taken it. Um... And maybe weren't quite old enough in 97 even, but I have Donald Sutherland because oh. I just love him. You don't think Good Donald Sutherland choice. would have taken it in 1997? Maybe in 97, not now. I feel like no. now he's kind of gone. No, I think he still would. You Donald, do? Donald Sutherland was in Horrible Bosses. <laughs> Donald Sutherland will do your movie. He was in Buffy, the movie. He was in so the, bu- the original Buffy the Vampire yep. Slayer movie with wow, Paul Rubens right. yep. and right. Rucker Howard. He was the biggest name. Well, yeah. the point is, I love Donald Sutherland. I want him in more films. He's so great. I would watch him in this. And then the other, and this that. is 
very different but similar prestige kind of actor who I'm like, who do I want to see like in a moment of moral and physical crisis? And I was like, Ben Kingsley. Oh, oh, absolutely. I'll watch Ben Kingsley do watch yeah. anything. Do anything at all. Oh, I love that. But I do feel like I just need to reiterate that Bernard Hilly's perfect. Oh, he, no notes. <laughs> He's great. No notes. <laughs> he is great. Uh, beca- just only because of his facial hair. The only other actor that came to mind was Robert's Blossom. Old oh, man Marley no, from Home Alone. No. <laughs> they got the same facial hair. If he let it go for like another like three weeks, it would be full blown old man Marley. <laughs> beautiful um but for real i was like maybe like a brian cox i could see because i do oh, think yeah. i was like i could see, see yes. my mind for whatever reason kept thinking like gene hackman but it is like this movie you know was trimmed down so like yeah. what was lost what so it is did like, he have that who, cut yeah exactly that if you like had a, na- a big enough name you could be like okay you know what maybe we'll add a few more scenes for the captain maybe it's the captain is the one that's having these bonus scenes with rose opposed to victor, victor garber, garber. Uh, yeah who it really felt like he was doing very little until suddenly it's like now i'm running through the ship with my things into the crook of my arm you right. know yeah he becomes um, like the sort of like i'm of your class but i'm on your side person. yes yes, yeah. yes. But to that point, the only other actor up for this role offered but turned it down was Robert De Niro. What? Who? Uh, uh, what? Maybe this is just an excuse, but he, I what I saw online was that he turned it down due to a gastrointestinal infection at the time. So perhaps he would have taken it. And honestly, maybe if the check was right, if the money was right, then it's like, yeah, I'll do your, I'll play the captain. Because it is fewer days for him because he is also in so many shots. Once the ship is sinking, he's not actually in that many shots with that many extras and with that many sequences. He's a lot lot by himself. Solo shots. Or small. So it would be easy to shoot him out pretty quickly. That's true. Uh, But a good year for De Niro, despite this gastrointestinal infection. (laughs) 1997, he had Copland, Jackie Brown, and Wag the Dog. All three. We're talking quite good films. Jackie Brown era De Niro. De Niro. Yeah. I did read a thing that Michael Caine was offered. Was offered role, this role, but he has this rule. If I'm not on the first page, I'm not on the last see, page. See that I know. I I'll did turn not it see down it. until I, I did not see the Michael Caine was offered yeah, this yeah, role. Yeah, I don't oh, know wow. for sure. I was like trying not to be because, like, I was like, hey. this is also like shit that like I have researched over the for years. Literally, yeah. how old am I? Too long, and <laughs> <laughs> so I could not tell you when in the last too long I stumbled upon this information. Look, when this movie came out. It was early internet for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember like one of the earliest like things looking up was like Titanic stuff. You know, I remember printing out photos, like stills from the movie and everything, but looking up like pictures of like, uh, yeah, pictures of them and like, oh yeah, there was a Jay Dawson on the Titanic and everything. But also because I didn't mention this earlier, the musical came out. Also, like yeah. around the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I believe the same year. Yes. Which so is really hilarious the, to picture these people that are like obsessed with this movie that are coming to New York and seeing there's a Titanic there's musical. Jack and Rose. And like, we gotta go. And they're like, where is Jack? Yes. Where Apparently that is happened. Rose? Or actually, honestly, more specifically, where's Leonardo DiCaprio? Where's Kate Winslet? Where? Why aren't they in but this musical? I will say the only two fan letters I ever wrote anyone or to two cast members of the Broadway musical Titanic sent wow. to the theater, both of whom wrote me back. That's amazing. One was, I believe his name's Martin Moran. He's still in the business and he was playing Harold Bride, who is a character in the film. He's one of the Marconi Telegraph guys. He, he has a, 
he and the other person who wrote a letter to have a very famous duet. So like when it got to that scene, I was like, oh, did, 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 did. and you went, what? I was like, well, it's Harold, Harold Bride. It's don't worry about it. Um, and then the other person was Brian Darcy James, oh, who yeah. was like a legend. Um, and he wrote back and sent me like a little comp card that he signed and everything. And I was That's just like, so and I treasured sweet. it, you know, but yeah. And it wasn't just because I, I loved the musical, but I think it also, you can't take it away. You can't yeah. like take that out of the context of the movie came out and it like they no. folded into one another for nerds like myself who are at the center of that de- Venn diagram. Finally, Amy Joe, your thoughts on Cal, our villain of the piece, a, a dastardly performance, yes. I believe we said let while read, watching. Let your me read Billy Zane. Let me read what I wrote at one point when he's running around with a gun, a part I completely forgot about. And I said to you, it's too bad he doesn't have a mustache to pull or to twirl. And you said, it's a very dastardly performance. It, like, he should honestly true. have a mustache. Like this is a role that needs a mustache. It would, it, you know, he get a good, like Ken Branagh as Poirot mustache going, you know, just like, I was thinking even just like the Duke in Mulan. Rouge. Oh yeah. No, like, it, yes. hundred percent. The thing is, is like, or Timothy Dalton and hot fuzz mustache. Oh, you know yes. what? Just give me Timothy yes. Dalton as oh, Cal. Young Timothy Dalton. That's what I want. Oh my gosh. You've stolen all my so thunder. Cause that's the best choice that there is. Sorry, not sorry. I will say Timothy all Dalton. of my choices, a hundred percent of my choices are Brits. Yeah. Um, cause I, it's hard to find Americans who do I think this mine are as of, well. <laughs> it's hard to find Americans who do this level of like suave disdain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I think like for an American, Billy Zane does quite well. I feel like it could be a better performance, but I really like it. Let's go through them. Benedict Cumberbatch. I was about <laughs> specifically <laughs> atonement. I was about style. to say yeah, yeah, before you yeah. spoke, I was like, I was about to say this was made 10 years later and you had Benedict Cumberbatch. Maybe yes. this is a role that gets nominated for 100%. An Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Um a Jonathan Cake, if we oh, will. Yeah. Um a, like a, actually around this time or a little earlier, you're not getting he's not quite as like traditionally good looking, but Richard E. Grant is someone else who's just <laughs> no one plays disdain and status better than no, Richard see, E. Grant. I want Richard E. Grant as my spicer love joy. Uh, he'd be I mean, I guess I've, you know, seen him play so many things, but I feel like he'd be better in a beefed up other servant part. Mm. I just don't see him as okay. he's definitely not a heavy. He's, okay. you know, he's like, no, but he's a, he's a wily heavy. He's like, yes. I used to be a street rat like you. I don't know why I'm equating Jack to Aladdin, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I used to be a street rat like you. It's and I'm never going back. <laughs> um, and then I have Matthew McFadden as well. Who's someone who I, we know yep. plays status yeah. and comedy, but present day, so present day. succession, succession aged Matthew McFadden. Yeah, I'm, as I want to see Matthew McFadden in anything, but also just yeah. like picturing him with the slicked back hair and just like the, you believe him as someone who's like, Oh, you love to hate, you love know? It. Love it. Malka thoughts on Cal. Uh, I love Billy Zane in this part. Um, I agree that he, he, it was never Oscar nomination worthy, mm-hmm. but I also, I'm okay. Maybe yeah, an Oscar. Maybe an Oscar mean? for makeup and hairstyling for those uh, sculpted eyebrows and the and lips. Oh, the lips. Does he have fillers in there? Ooh, like in the head. I think it is a perfectly serviceable job. I think he's doing great, but yeah. it is because it's the wig and it's these sculpt like waxed oh, oh, eyebrows yeah. that he feels like an anime character to me. He yes. feels like he is animated, come to life. Uh, which I don't mind. Not not a knock or a plus. It's just he feels like he's well drawn off the page. When you have all of the other wealthy characters, like well, like the character actors playing all of the other like status people that have names, like Guggenheim and Astor and all those guys, and they're those like British actor, which we've seen in a million things. No one 
Everyone's trying to make What's-His-Face look like sleek, you know? He's like, I'm a mess because I'm an older character actor. And so I do think he also, in contrast, looks like, what is going on there? Because he's the only young man with money we spend any time with. It's very true. So in terms of other young men that I could see in the role, I also was like, just give me them Brits. Uh, I could see he's probably maybe a little too big for it, but I could see Ray Fiennes. Oh, oh yes. I could yes. see Nasty. let him play against type that Carrie Elwes. Oh, yes. I'm I'm into that. Yes. In. I like that a lot. Is a bit more yes. of just like the stiff upper lip. Like, I don't understand why you're not just, just falling in line opposed to the flipping tables. That's what you get when you get an American. You get flipping tables, <laughs> which he did uh, without Kate Winslet knowing <gasps> he was going to do oh, it. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he's only 25 at the time. So he's a little young, but. I'm also interested in a Paul Bettany in terms of against oh, type. I, I want Paul that. Bettany do anything. Yes. Same, same. In right? terms of uh, the actors who actually were considered, uh, Michael Bean was considered because it's James Cameron directing. You get yeah, Michael yeah. Bean of Kyle Reese of Terminator and Hicks and Aliens. Rob Lowe was considered, strongly I'm, considered. Like it was close to being Rob Lowe. But uh, he's, he's too goofy. And and like, but at the time, that's not what he was. No, especially since given no, the reputation. No, the obviously not. But like, with my contemporary lens on it, yes. I'm like, he was too much the bad boy. Yes. to be the cow. He's so at that time, he would have been so much more the Jack. Him in, in eighty seven. In eighty seven. Yeah. Rob right. Lowe is drunk. Right, exactly. Just thinking just of, of Rob's, I'm almost more into like a younger Robert Downey Jr. as yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal, you know? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, that'd be like right around the time where this could be help, very helpful to his career. Yep. It is an interesting left field option mm-hmm. for Cal's RDJ. But very much in the the waters in which he swims. Rob Lowe had a few other projects in 1997 instead, but among other things, I did want to briefly mention a movie called Hostile Intent because of this little blurb on the IMDb. Paintball playing computer geeks who invent a computer chip which can keep the government or any agency from gaining access to computer files are targeted by government assassins (laughs) during a paintball competition. Bring paintball into this. I think paintball was having its heyday in the 90s. People were like, we got paintball is hot. People are paintballing. We gotta I mean, get this. It's gotta be paintball or laser tag. Right? Like 10 things I hate about right, it. Exactly. You had paintball in it. Like paintball was the laser shit. tag feels more computer geeks to me than paintball. But I think it's None uh, of but paintball, that you're outside. So Here's me. the thing, the laser tag that's a short film. It's a confined area. Paintball, you're outside. You're in the woods, you know? Are and you? hey, are you? For I paintball, mean, yes, you're, yes, in the you're not you're inside still... you're not inside a building. No, but sorry, you're... I didn't grow up around woods, so there was not ever that I mean, option. nor did I. But like the paintball that I have done has been like on like Long Island or something and you're still on like a designated field. Right. But to me, you got computer geeks. You want them the most out of their element. You're in the woods. <laughs> For sure. They're outside breathing fresh air. Uh-oh. And also Rob Lowe as a computer geek? But that's what I'm Question saying. Question mark? Why would these computer geeks have voluntarily done paintball when they could do laser tag? Well. And remain safely untanned. 
<laughs> you know what? It's a good question and one that we won't answer today until we watch Hostile Intent watch. and nope. get back to you next episode, listener. <laughs> uh, ask her who else was considered for Cal. Pierce Brosnan was considered. Yes. That makes sense. I think he's a little old at this point. I was, I was this, is the, this is the year, his second Bond film, Tomorrow Never Dies, and Dante's Peak with Linda Hamilton. Right. And the TV movie, I believe, of Robinson Crusoe was, was what he had this year. Uh, so he's a little a little up there. Once again, if this is 87, 10 years earlier. Yeah. The 87 totally. Remington, like Remington Steel, Steel Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Would have been great. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Rupert Everett was considered. That, that makes, makes a lot oh, of sense. I like it a lot. Yes. Tracks, 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 tracks. Ooh, this was the year of my best friend's wedding, which is one, one of the roles one, two, he's punch, probably this best been. known for, but that's true. If he had is. time to do both, this was a movie that it feels like <laughs> this you couldn't you do anything doing. else. Yeah. If you're one of the big no. main leads, yeah. like you are this filming for a full year yeah. and more. Uh, William Hurt was considered, which Hello. is, he's a little too old for me at this yeah. point, And I just don't, I'm too, not into it. Yeah. When he's right for a role, he's so right. But this it doesn't feel like that. I don't know. No. Matthew McConaughey was also considered for this role. I prefer this, and I still want him out of this movie. He does yeah. not belong in this world. No, at no, all. not at all. No. Not what? Not Matthew McConaughey's from Pittsburgh Steel Family? No, I think not. <laughs> no. He's Texas Oil or nothing. He can't do other accents. Yeah. I, you would have to change to that. You would have it would, to change it to Texas Oil. If he were oil. then like a Texas Oil good old boy, yeah. maybe, but I just prefer this icy, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. You would have gotten it from this next person, Rufus Sewell. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm into it. Yes, again, get us a Brit. Get us a cold. Oh, you're you're getting a you're getting an icy cold Brit with this next one. Jason Isaacs was considered. What? That that ice is so cold. It's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Lucius Malfoy himself. We're fanning ourselves off in this room. Uh, I like it a lot. I think Jason Isaacs would slay this. Kill it. Oh, Kill it. Um, that's a prestige film choice. Yeah. Uh, and finally, offered the role, but told James Cameron it wasn't his thing. Probably for the best, Hugh Grant. Yes. Yes. No. And he no. was right. He I and Drew Barrymore yeah. did themselves favors because yeah. they also were able to keep doing great stuff and keep being good and not In, be And then eventually they do music, music and, and lyrics, lyrics together. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly good film. <laughs> a great soundtrack yes, of their fake great, like 80s yeah. pop songs. It's so fun. Um, those were the characters that I found other casting options for. There were other, a few characters we didn't mention. I want to brief, briefly, briefly touch on them. Um, <laughs> Uh, we've talked about a few of these people. We've talked about David Warner as Spicer Lovejoy. Yeah, he's so doing great. Um, we've talked about Frances Fisher Amazing. as Genius. the mother, as Ruth DeWitt. Uh, Bucator. Bucator, thank you. I was like, how do I read this? Bucketer? Bucketer? No, Bucketer. Yeah, I'm going to need you to write that down for me. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Hyde as J. Bruce Ismay, uh, the managing director of the White he's Star very Line. very good. Who is great, who I mainly know from Jumanji as Van Pelt yep. and Anaconda as the guy that gets eaten by a snake in is Anaconda. He in the yeah, and he is in the mummy. Yeah. Right. Very true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. He had a string. He was hot in the 90s, that Jonathan Making Hyde. It in the first class dining room sequence, which we didn't touch on, that DiCaprio is like, instead of, because he saves Kate Winslet and Billy Zane is like, I'll pay you like however much money. And Kate Winslet's like, that's all I'm worth, your like, uh, okay, fiance. Fine, 20 bucks. Come to dinner with us. A, we didn't talk about how him and Kate Winslet are whispering to each other throughout the Across dinner. Across a giant And then they cut, they cut to a wide shot and they're literally on opposite sides <laughs> of the table. 
which is hilarious. But in this scene, uh, Jonathan Hyde, they have a uh, caviar, and it, they used real beluga caviar. You already know this. Uh, so he, after sampling it, Jonathan Hyde said he quote made an acting decision on the spot that Ismay was a big eater. <laughs> which, to be fair. Is in character, yes. right? Like, it he is. wanted to make something the sheer size. It sure you know, is, like, but, uh, but that is so, so funny. Genius. So <laughs> you know what? I'm making a real acting decision. Can I, get more? I sometimes make acting decisions that my character doesn't like to jump around <laughs> a lot, you know? Uh, I mean, poor Leo had to be like, none for me. I never did like caviar much. No, like, no, no, no. Never got to oh, experience it. Yeah. Um, we have Bill Paxton as Brock. Brock, Brock, love it. Brock. Treasure hunter. Uh, that's a name that feels like a whole, like maybe this is, if this movie is a success, which it is, we'll spit off and we'll have other, uh, historical fiction movies with, with the framing Lovett. device of Brock, Brock Lovett. Lovett. Uh, yeah. I mean, Bill Paxton, I love Bill Paxton. Yeah. He's doing fine. It's a thankless role. Totally. This is, I mean, I'm sure on the page he was having a, then, he, then it's a love story for him too. He's also not having to do snippy, all the snippy, sinking snippy, stuff, snippy, but he gets snippy. to yeah. be Apparently originally when she went to throw the heart of the ocean into the yeah. sea, he saw her, yeah. so he was able to like hold it for a second, and then was like, "Okay," and she threw it off. And then they were like, "This makes it feel like it's a movie about this guy, and it's and not, not this woman, and in fact, the ship." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And finally, of course, Victor Garber as Victor Thomas Garber. Andrews, the ship's builder, who's great. Love that Victor Garber. Honestly, though, what would have happened to this movie if you cut this role out of the movie? That's the character for me that like James Cameron is like. In case you thought I did not do my history, if it wasn't I evident do. in like the first scale replica is because like he very famously the last time we see mr andrews like in real life was somebody saw him fix a clock Mm. that was off by like a like you know 30 seconds or whatever on the titanic is the last anybody saw him before he went down with his own ship and so for me i think it's a really beautiful moment um also does not further the plot at all super aware of that you bring up a great point in that thankfully James Cameron knows his place as a director and to an extent a writer. Unlike if if he was like a Tarantino and always oh, cameoing no. in his movies, he would everywhere. be this, this role. Because yeah. he joked that he only made the movie so he could do the deep sea dives to yeah. see the Titanic because he's so obsessed with the Titanic. I don't think it's a joke. But if he was like, I could be an actor too, he would totally be this role 100%. and that would be bad. In my like funny ha ha ha, uh, like a Star Wars <laughs> casting, I was just like Mr. Andrews. George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, once again, thank goodness that the most he does is like, I'll paint myself blue and be in the background as a gleep glop alien. Uh, final thoughts. Anything we haven't touched on? Any roles that we haven't? Because there's a lot. There's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot. A lot of parts in this movie. If there's anyone that springs to mind. I just want to say that the... Well, all the dresses she wears are iconic. I was like, I want the American girl... Of Rose DeWitt Bucato. Yes. But they only do them on the four of every decade. So I guess you could get her in, in 1914, but she's not got the costumes, you know. But um oh, I was like, I want all of these. But her particularly her like red beaded number that she like is is going to jump off the ship in. And then oh. the one after that that's less beaded, but is also like red and black kind of lace. You will in my like high school dance photos, but also in many a high school dance photo, see so many dresses that are like red and black lace, red and black beads. Like they're all 
completely just taken from from this movie and just like thrust immediately into like 90s fashion um and so anytime i see these costumes i'm just like oh i wore the 30 dollar version of this dress <laughs> oh my goodness i like used to want to like dress up as i mean always wanted to be rose and i had like my hat from <laughs> colonial williamsburg of course that i would put on and wear with like some dress that i had and i got mocked mercilessly oh no in like elementary school and middle school because everybody's like are you just like kate winslet in titanic again and i was just like no but, but actually no I meaning mean, yes, yes <laughs> obviously and now like as an adult i'm like unashamedly like fuck y'alls she was a hero and an icon, and she taught me that I didn't need a man to be successful in life, and she taught me that I could spit in Billy Zane's face if I wanted to. And that I if could yeah, if you'd been the one myself, to run into Billy Zane, you could have spat in his face. I probably, you know, I, I, I wonder. You if know people what? Just do that out of principle. To him. I would not be surprised if he's been if, if, if women if women when meeting him are like, I know this is a weird request, but can I, if I spit? spit in your face? But that's it. They're not. It's not like certain people that get like screamed at, like, how could you do that to oh, no, so no. and so? But it is no. A, this this is, is this is the most erotic <laughs> moment of my life. <laughs> spitting in Billy Zane's face. Oh, oh maybe no, that's wonder he looks so disheveled. That's why she said that's the most erotic moment so far. Because then <laughs> spitting in his face. Whoo boy. That really did it for me. I mean, especially when the lube got involved. It was just like, game over. (laughs) Game over. Uh, I'm going to end with this. On the final night of shooting in Nova Scotia, one or more people mixed PCP Mm -hmm. into the clam chowder served to the cast and crew. 80 people were taken ill. More than 50 taken to the hospital. Gloria Stewart, fortunately, had dined elsewhere that night. Initially, shellfish poisoning was suspected, but when James Cameron noted that one crew member was demanding to see a priest, the director of photography was leading a conga line, (laughs) and the assistant director was talking to Cameron over a walkie-talkie while looking straight at him, and stabbed him in the cheek with a pen when he pointed this out to her, he realized that the chowder had been spiked with hallucinogenic drugs. He forced himself to vomit before the drug took full effect and his bloodshot eyes afterwards frightened other crew members into thinking that it was another side effect of the drug. Bill Paxton felt listless for two weeks after the incident, uh, as PCP's primary effects only last for a few hours, but the drug can take eight or more days to completely metabolize out of the body. The culprits were never caught. Some disgruntled crew members who had been fired were suspected, but Cameron himself always believed that it was an ex-crew member who had had an argument with the caterer and subsequently poisoned the chowder in an attempt to get the caterer fired as well. Wow. And they were never caught to this day. Although some say it could have been mad that he missed out on the role, that old dastardly Texan Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) I was going to say, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Oh, the biggest twist of all. We thought he was such a nice guy. It's Paul Rudd. I don't know. I don't mind, Leo. You take the role. You take the part. You You take take the part. You take it. You could be be Romeo You could take this clam chowder. <laughs> In case you're listening, Paul Rudd, I don't think it was you who spiked the clam chowder. She's now stroking also, the my microphone. phone number is <laughs> Amy Joe. Jeff, what are you recommending this week? Well, this is a bit on the nose, but there is. This... You're recommending the movie Titanic. Yeah, you know what? 
watch it. Check it out. A little indie film. No, I am recommending the soon-to-be-running-in-New-York City Da Danique. Oh, I saw the casting notices for it. Which is... Um, yes. It's like a... Let me just... Here it is. It's the movie Titanic as told by Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah. And Celine Dion is played by this incredible actress, Marla Mandel. And so it's all the music of Celine Dion with this like totally stupid retelling. And Celine, she can't remember everything that happens, you know? Everything's so crazy. I mean, it's so funny. It's screamingly funny. So I saw it at uh, at uh, like cabaret space a couple of years ago, and then they did a live stream during the pandemic, but it's, it's move. It's transferring off Broadway. It's so funny. If you're around New York, when it's running, you should catch it. And if not, there is some stuff on YouTube. It's so, so funny. And speaking of Celine and Barbara, they do tell him, but it's, it's, uh, I believe they just call the character Kathy Bates, which might be why I couldn't remember. <laughs> it's Kathy Bates teaching Rose about how she has to tell Jack how she feels about him singing. Tell him it's so stupid. Right. I can't recommend it enough. Let's bring it over to our guest, Mocha. Hello. What you want to recommend to our listeners? Well, I do truly recommend watching Titanic. <laughs> it's a great film. It totally holds up. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's fine. Don't hold it against me. Um, but I did just see uh, Ty, the, Ty, Ty West's new uh, horror film, X, in theaters last yeah. night. And it was so fun. Um, like, it's definitely an homage to, like, erotic horror of like the like 80s and 90s but also not at all so i would highly recommend that for horror lovers Excellent. or just gore lovers horror lovers or gore lovers yeah, and there's a lot of blood hell yeah and right. there's a lot of blood and uh i'll recommend uh this is a very serious romance i'm gonna recommend a much more light-hearted romance uh this film plus one that came out a few years ago oh, that kind delightful. of What's that? I said that movie was delightful. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, so fun. It's uh, Ma- Maya Erskine of Pen15 uh, and Jack Quaid of The Boys. Uh, where it's just their friends who realize that they have to go to like a between the two of them, like a dozen different weddings in the next year and just decide to be each other's plus one. And they might start falling for each other throughout. Uh, but if you especially if you know Maya Erskine of Pen15, it's very funny and she is so funny and that they start as friends which i love it, it feels like a when harry met sally it's not just like we hate each other or we don't know each other it's like no they're already buddies and goofy with each other and then we're kind of falling for each other throughout uh but i just found it utterly charming so i'd recommend plus one if you want a bit of a light-hearted romance that's about one third of the length of titanic <laughs> uh and that's what we're recommending this week. Da, da, da. I want to thank Mocha for joining us. Oh, and thanks. Mocha, do you, uh, where can people find you for those who would like to seek you out on the interwebs? On the interwebs, you can find me at <laughs> M.A. Wallach uh, on the Instagram. That's M-A-W-A-L-L-I-C-K. Uh, and at MalkaWallach.com. <laughs> Yeah. Malka's yeah, a magnificent indeed. actor and writer and creator. Oh, thank you. Yes, so, you give know, her, give a follow. Give her yeah. a follow. Give her a follow. Come so, say hi. And one more thank you to Nicole for recommending we check out Titanic and mm. finally forcing me to, I made it 25 years without seeing this film and now I finally have seen it. And you know what? I'm glad I did. If only to check off one more iconic Kate Winslet performance. Yes. Listener, do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. If you want to know what 
movie we're doing before the episode drops, why follow us on Instagram at and almost starring, where we'll announce it every Saturday. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.